Meanwhile, in the podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Alex. I always feel like my me coming after PMR is so underwhelming. Like it's just like I'm it just is. Alex. It is. That's uh, all I have. PMR, the self-proclaimed master of mystic uh, podcast arts, is hard to a hard act to follow. But just think of it as he's your opening act, Alex. Think of it that right. Way. You're right. You're right. You're right. We we could do the Saturday Night Live. It could be starring. Brad, PMR, and Brian, and featuring Oh, Alex, you could be a featured player. A featured player, not, not an actual pod man. Featuring uh, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> Alex. Jacob. Yeah. Alex. That was so insulting. <laughs> I feel like this, this right side of this uh, flip collar is like doing its own thing over here. You, you know the podcast isn't visual, right? Yeah, and, and Podman Ron, maybe you want to tell. In order to get into tonight's episode, what are you? What have you done to prepare to really get into it? I reviewed Yellowstone. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to try to use this as a segue to get into Comic Con. Let's just go ahead and go to the news. <laughs> All right. Well, if we were to believe the news, uh, Comic Con uh, happened this weekend, but uh, well, I don't know, what, I I don't know no if it did or not. It even existed after last year. I mean, yeah. Wow. Uh, Brian, you closed it out, as I recall, a few years ago. Is that right? Was that the last Comic Con? Yeah. I was uh, Comic Con fifty. I was there. Yeah, we closed it out, and uh, you know, even then the. Uh, Hall H stuff was kind of sparse because you had, like, uh, you still had Paramount and Universal pushing stuff there, and, and, and but really, Warner Brothers, uh, and I guess Warner Brothers to an extent, but Marvel had pulled most of their stuff out of uh, Comic-Con 50. They, I believe they showed the, the TV show stuff at Comic-Con, but all the movie stuff got pushed <laughs> to, D, the, to, the, to D23. They did and, kind of... Both. I think they didn't they announce they announced more of the TV shows at D twenty three that year. I think maybe I'm getting it crisscrossed. Yeah, but yeah. Like they did like half and half with D twenty three. Yeah, <clears throat> and then last year DC did Fandom um, yep. for the first time, and so now like what the hell's going on at, at uh, San Diego Comic Con? If you got D twenty three for for Disney and Marvel and Fandom for DC, for uh, Warner Brothers, it's like what the hell? I mean, what, what is there to talk announce? about? Yeah, well, honestly, I, did, I didn't even know what was going on. So, and usually you hear all about it. So, what did they, did they actually have one? This there, year what, or there, what? There's no news. Like Brian was saying, there's kind of no news to talk about, really, because all the big studios that, you know, Comic Con was Comic Con and comic books and all that stuff. Then it blew up to be more of an inter- huge entertainment event. Uh, and now, since. Uh, uh, Warner or DC and, and Marvel and Disney kind of are doing their own huge events. Comic Con's not really much anymore, I don't think. It's, be, it's yeah. been given back to the nerds. Maybe this is a good thing. 
Yeah, but to the comic book nerds, not to the movie nerds. Yeah, like, no. So the movie stuff's Fuck getting yeah, pushed aside. Yeah. Fuck those movie nerds. Uh, the only real, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the only real like panel that had any, you didn't have a, a, a CW panel. You didn't have a. a um, well, that's because those shows are just on the way out. Well, that's <laughs> well, but, but nothing yeah, to talk about. Even any of that stuff. Paramount, the only panel that was even like an old-school San Diego Comic-Con panel was the uh, Star Trek panel. Ah. And so, uh, and with the Star Trek panel, you know, they uh, we did get a trailer, and I sent it to you guys, uh, for uh, Star Trek, oh man, what's the new show called? Prodigy. Prodigy. Which, did you guys, did you guys watch a, the trailer? Is that a cartoon? It's animated. It's animated. We don't call them cartoons, Podman. Oh, really. I call them cartoons. It's CGI. But what, did you guys watch the trailer? Yes, uh, it was a. It looked like a great promo for a Star Wars show. I yeah. did not. It looked terrible. I watched the trailer. It, it was really at least bad. interesting because it looks like it's uh, uh, Leica, right? Animation. So it's almost it like, like that stop motion claymation. You know, like a. Um, uh, Kubo and the uh, how many strings? The, the drums. The, the, uh, the and the, uh, no, the strings. What's uh, anyway? Wooden the strings. ten strings. Yeah, yeah. Kubo and the uh, three strings, two strings, five strings, two four. strings, something like that. Yeah, ten, ten strings. strings. Kubo and the two strings, or it's like uh, you know, it's like those from that studio, like Paranorman and all that. So yeah. it was very an, a very interesting choice for animation. Uh, I don't know if it's going to pay off or not. Uh, and then we, I, I don't know either, Brian. They announced um, season two of, of Lower Decks and stuff. It's like they didn't have any of the new Enterprise show. They didn't have anything for, for Picard that I, or, or really anything for uh, Discovery. Yeah, that's a little so weird. Like, I would have I led with the new Picard season, new uh, – um, whatever the Christopher Pike show is going to be, Strange New World. I mean, yeah. I would have, I would have had some of that, but not. I mean, not a, they, and a bunch Dead. of cartoons. That's what it's all. Tra- a bunch of cartoon cartoons. All, if they are, are they going to have a, a, a sexy lion uh, helmsman? Ooh, if they would do that, cool. I would watch it. I'd watch yeah. that from the original series animation. I think what they're doing is uh, primarily this was a, a, a Paramount Plus, you know, Star Trek panel. It was, you know, we're, this is just the Paramount Plus stuff. We're not talking about the movie, you know, the mo- new movie that... Quote-unquote movie? It's <laughs> <laughs> the new movie that, that we got news on last week. Very, very strange. Very strange. But, uh, and even like the toy stuff. Like you had Super 7 release their toys online. Mattel released their toys online. Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro has not done theirs yet. Has- Hasbro's going to do a Hasbro Pulse in the fall. Uh, to release uh, their San Diego Comic Con, what would have been their exclusives? See, that's what I'm so, talking about. I mean, I mean, everybody's got some their own conventions now, so it's kind of I don't well, know. It takes away from everything's just spread out so much now. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with it all. Well, when PulseCon hit last year, PulseCon, is that what's yeah, called? Hasbro PulseCon. That's when you got like the trailer and the announcement of the new Transformers show. That's when you got. Um, some of the they didn't give you some trailers for Snake Eyes, but they started giving you some some more stuff about Snake Eyes. So now, yeah, you've got even Hasbro's got their own version of a con now too. So, 
So when's the uh, when is there a podcast con? Is there a podcast con that we can? Uh, there are podcast conventions, so we we, we need would, to go to one. Yeah, that would be. There are indeed podcast conventions. There's a lot of them. There, yeah. Uh, so we can just yeah. sit around and sell our show. There, there. Tell other podcasters. <laughs> Tell podcasters. Fellow podcasters, casters, casters. <laughs> we are the Podmen, men, men. Get out of here. Get off the stage, you bombs. As as if they have enough time to listen to other podcasts. (laughs) Right, yeah, no one listens to other people's podcasts. I I feel like... That is like the definition of a circle jerk. Yeah. Honest to God, I feel like... Yeah, Waffle Punch. (laughs) I love Waffle Punch. Podcasting podcasting these days is just going to out-of-work actors. You know, if you're out of work, middle-aged men with nothing else to do. Office, the, the, you know, the office ladies, or you know, Kevin from the office, or all yeah. these people that, you know, they start their own podcast now because they don't have work to do. So yeah. there's my, there's my. Well, gripe. listen, uh, San Diego Comic Con, it's out. Podcasting, it's out. Guess who else is out? Did you bring the cavalry, woman? I am the cavalry. Well, the cavalry is leaving. The Rock. Is leaving the uh, fan, uh, Fantastic Four, the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, I guess, that, I guess you, that Jungle Cruise is really doing good for him. Yeah, well, I was, my joke was going to be that the only cruising he's going to be doing is in the jungle now. Oh. Uh, All right. Has, it, has anybody seen the Jungle Cruise? It doesn't come out until next yet. week. Oh, you never mind. And the answer is no. <laughs> the answer will still be no next week, I think. Is it on Disney Plus or will it be on Disney Plus? Sure. It'll probably be of the day and date like premium access. Yeah, I think it's on to imagine. It's the thirty I think it's on Disney Premiere. Oh, you're, no. you're gonna have yeah. to pay thirty dollars to not have the embarrassment of sitting by yourself watching a kid's movie in the dark <laughs> theater, but that's small price to pay if you want to see the rock. I, I still might I still might go and I bet you I could bet money I didn't furious. So I might I might go Jungle Cruise. All right. Well, good. There's there's one. Well, we got anxious internal Alex doing, doing his best Podman Ron impression. Yeah, intern Alex is uh, in the car driving. Uh, he's got he's not got holding the phone. He's doing it very safe. I want everybody to know that he's very safe about it. I yeah, you think. need to be careful. Uh, so. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting this letting them be a careful. Safety podcast. Uh, oh, so we got a lot of stuff. We're going to keep moving, yeah, yeah, just so, like Alex. Just, yeah, quickly about the Fast and the Furious. So, like, this is like the we remember we had Vin Diesel saying that he was giving The Rock tough love a couple of years back, Vin and The Rock Diesel. basically said, you know, fuck yeah, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, so, tough love. Which, you know, uh, of the two, The Rock is a much bigger star. So, it's, oh, yeah, you know, Vin Diesel's trying to like, you know. Uh, big time, The Rock, and The Rock's like, look, man, like, I, I don't have time for this. But you so, know what? That's what's so bizarre about that whole story. I mean, why would he even do that? I mean, he's got to know that. <laughs> Just trying to help a brother him, out. No, he's going to make himself look like a, a, a giant ass, which he did. So, I mean, even if it was, even let's say it was the truth, no one believes it. No one would believe it. Right. Especially with – no. So why would you even say it? Why don't you just shut the fuck up? Because he go, wants The Rock to come back for two more movies. No, That's just – toy. I mean – No, I think he wants to explain why The Rock's out. I think he wants yeah. to stink on The Rock why he's out. You know, but the thing is, like, has anybody ever complained – have you ever heard anybody other than Vin Diesel – 
and and Roman uh, and me and me complain about you know the Rock. Me, he, he mm. posts too much on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah too yeah, much that's true. Too many inspirational posts on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are my. So me, Van Diesel, and uh, and the guy Van Diesel. And I love me that, some Van Diesel. And the guy oh that God. plays the uh, Stony guy on uh, Fast and Furious. Stony Tyrese. 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 Tyrese Gibbs. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to miss him. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, what was it? What was it, Brian? Uh, Fury, uh, Fast X, your oh, seatbelt? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Fast 10, your Fast seat 10, belts. yes. <laughs> Fast 10, your seatbelt seat without belts. the rock. So there you go. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, as the rock as the rock is leaving, we got people coming on board. So to Muria Morrison coming on board as Commander Ooh. Cody. I know you're excited to hear about that, oh, yeah. Podman Ryan. Oh, yeah. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Oh yeah, so it's yeah, so that guy, everybody knows him. So he's he's really cashing in here on Star I mean, Wars. I, tell I think you, that right? guy really he's lucked has, out. He has lucked out with the best part ever. Your face, he can and play your voice. every clone. <laughs> yeah, I mean he plays every clone that they make. So he's good. He is. That guy has really made it big well, just for that. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. And he's doing a hell of a job. So Commander Cody, who's yeah. always been one of the favorites of uh, the Clone Wars yeah. cartoons, as we call but them. But you know what? I'd like to, you know, I'd like to Obi-Wan. say, I think it's kind of cool that now it's it feels like for the first time, especially with the Mandalorian and, and the Bad Batch, that we have we have kind of moved past, finally, the original trilogy yeah. With Han, Luke, and Leia, and I mean, now we're going back to Alex's stuff that he grew up with, the Clone Wars, and they've really everybody's really taken to that and, and use is running with that stuff now, and it's much more interesting than the Luke and Leia stuff. Well, uh, they realized that Dave Filoni had pretty much just crafted an embarrassment of riches that they really should have capitalized on because the stuff he made in the two shows well, he produced, uh, the two both Clone Wars and Rebels, are like some of the like. My, it's well, my favorite Star Wars content ever. Like it's what I grew up on, and it's the best new characters like Cad Bane and Ahsoka right. and Rex. But but I'd like to say, you know, George Lucas, he created this stuff. Although his shit was boring as hell in the movies, but I mean, some of the stuff, oh, the, the way it ouch. it panned out, and the way it, it, you know, the the world he created, the universe he created with this stuff, the the mythology really kind of cool the way the way it all panned out so i don't know so you're saying that george cre- george kind of got people going and then smarter better more creative people actually yeah made, <laughs> made it well, smarter I mean, better and more creative. talented actual artists oh. actually took it and made it he better. created the universe i mean he created the whole i mean the the, and in the, the process trade federation the reason the empire rose the power you know the whole clone wars thing everything was just you know, it was all his idea the way he created it. But yeah, you're right. Other people came and ran with it, and played in the sandbox, and right. made better stories out of it. So, yeah. but still, it was his world that created it once again. So, you know. All right. So, so, sorry, you giving props to George Lucas or not giving props? I'm, I'm, I am giving. Props okay, to George Lucas. good. Because everybody's right. quick to say George or whatever that Fellini, Dave Fellini, or whatever his name yeah. is. But, but great uh, pizza, Fellini's yeah, pizza, Fellini's pizza. But, you know, I think everybody forgets that 
you know, as bad as the like Phantom Menace was, that George Lucas was the one that created all that. So, Brian, what do you have to say? I, I find it interesting because we have flipped. <laughs> Alex is in his car. He's going to pull up at Starbucks in a yeah. second. Yeah, no and, doubt. And PMR just did an Alex about face. Yeah, I couldn't said, tell what he did. He's the, uh, you know, even though he created Star Wars and it's boring as shit. <laughs> you gotta give him credit. Thank God. <laughs> so, credit where yeah. credit's due. You're right about that, Podman Ron. If, well, you know, I mean, yeah. he created the world. I mean, yes, he world did. build. Yes. He's well, really he kind of stole the world. I mean, yeah. yeah. Did he? What are you still well, yeah, yeah, from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Timely? Uh, on iTunes right now, Brian, you can buy The Hidden Fortress for $5. You know what? I would buy it for you and send it to you, Podman Ron, if I knew you would watch it. But I don't think what you would watch it. What are you talking about? Uh, no. There, the, the, all right. Lucas went to film school, right? Like yeah. They studied Kurosawa. <laughs> well, Kur, there's a Kurosawa film called The Hidden Castle. Fortress. Fortress. I'm sorry. The Hidden Fortress. You're good. But, uh, but it's about... Uh, there's a samurai in a black suit. Oh, that no, lives... this, this whole samurai stuff. Yeah, this whole samurai shit. Well, it's, it's basically Star Wars. Two bumbling. So between, yeah. Yeah. between Dune and the Hidden Fortress uh, and a little bit of uh, maybe like John Carter or Mars, that's where Lucas stole, like basically took those franchises, put them all together and said, hey, this is, this is Star Wars. <laughs> to the point... Frank Herbert said when when the first Star Wars movie came out, Frank Herbert said, "Yeah, I, I'm having I'm having to resist suing Lucas because there's so much of Dune that he stole. So Let many. Me Give me one thing. The Jedi Bezirit are Jedi's. There's a the, they're a sand planet. You'll it's have to you, now. You're going to say these things, Brian. Have you ever seen Dune, Podman Ron, no. the original movie? No. All right, well, no. maybe you, let's wait and let's have this debate." Wait. After Dune comes out this later this year, the new movie on okay? HBO Max. On HBO Max. Stay tuned for this debate that will continue in December. Did they have robots in Dune? They had two bumbling yes. figures, one tall and one short. Uh, Alex, in, in, uh, Hidden but were they robots? In, no. Oh, well, there you go. Alex, have you ever seen Hidden Fortress? Uh, no. I've seen a lot of other Kurosawa, but I haven't seen Hidden Fortress. All right. Well, I, again, I say Podman Ron. We'll get you started on Seven Samurai. I think that yeah, will, I need to go grab those. To, totally so change should, your life. They're all five dollars. So it's uh, Seven Samurai. I was going to grab Hidden Fortress. I was going to grab anything else, Brad. I should pick. Up? Uh, I like Throne of Blood. It's uh, based on yeah, Hamlet. It's really good. Uh, okay. You, uh, and Yojimbo. Or is that right? Yeah, those are both. Those are movies that uh, uh, Sergio Leone based the Man with No Name, the Good, mm-hmm. Bad, and the Ugly. Mm-hmm. That, those on. Uh, there's a cop detective type thing, High and Low, where a kid gets kidnapped. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and there, there's so a lot the of Sergio others. Sergio Leone is, is on sale too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's getting westerns on sale too. There's a lot of other Criterion's stuff. that are on sale. A yeah. couple of uh, Jacques Tati. If you're in the movie for uh, uh, some French comedy, Jacques Tati, I can't recommend highly enough. Playtime. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so that no, it, it, yes. about Cody, real quick, because I never we never got to about with Cody. What's cool is he was always the second to Obi Wan, right? Just like Rex was always the second to Ahsoka and and uh, Anakin. 
And the question is, we know what happened to Rex. We know what happened to every, pretty much all of the key clones except Cody. We've never heard what happened to Cody after Order 66. So a lot of people, a lot of fan fiction and stuff, they were like, well, well, Rex went good, Cody went bad. And so that's the question. It, did Cody uh, uh, did Cody turn evil after Code 6? Uh, and, and is he going to be an antagonist for the Obi-Wan show, which would be pretty interesting. It's pretty dope. That'd be so cool. All right. Well, other stuff that's cool in casting news. Uh, you may be a fan of this, uh, uh, Alex. Uh, Leslie Grace from In the Heights has been announced as Batgirl. She's our new Batgirl. She she was cast. What was that like three days ago? Yeah. Because we had it was like the day before we had like a short list of who the potential candidates were, and then like a day later it was her. Yeah, it was uh, her. Uh, Podman Ron, are you fine. not? Uh, wait, Alex, Alex. So you are you okay with this, right, Alex? Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think if this is in the Pattinson universe, I think it'll be pretty cool, especially with um, shoot, who's playing Jim Gordon? Oh God, uh, Wright. What's his face? Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey. Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I think if it's set in that universe, it's going to be really cool. Because, but other than I, I honestly. It's still just it's it's fine casting. Fine. So isn't it going to be it. weird that everybody? I mean, no, is it going to be strange that everybody in this new Batman movie is going to be African American and and Batman's the only Except white Batman. person there? Except for Batman <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, Alfred. Alfred's well, only. It would be Alfred. weird sure? for I mean, Jim. They may CGI him. You know, Andy Serkis is a good at that. Wait, hold I up, mean, hold up, hold up. PMR, PMR. Batman's just, white. Riddler's white. Penguin's white. Alfred's white. All the bad guys. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> is that okay? So, so far, we've got Jeffrey Wright, who we've known for like a, two years, who's going to be Commissioner Gordon, who is yeah. black. And PMR is surprised that they cast a, a, a black? black young woman. No, as not, black no girl. trust me, I am not surprised. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. <laughs> But I will say, I will say, she was she was fantastic in in the height. Yeah, she. <laughs> he is a flip flop. No, 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 no. I don't know why cannot Hollywood hire, and, and this needs to be a thing. Uh, ginger haired actors, and for ginger roles. I mean, like uh, what was it? Uh, fucking Mary so Jane. Yeah, Mary Jane in, in pretty much every movie. I think Kristen Dunst was always blonde until she was Mary Jane. Then they dyed her red. And the stone well, keeps having to dye her hair. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Didn't any work as a as a redhead. And <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard is the, they had to go blonde yep. with her, right? Yeah. Even though she was redhead. Something yeah. up with that. Yeah, Hollywood. something what with the redheads. What do you what do you, so. you, you have against gingers, Hollywood? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. But uh, other than that, I guess it's okay. Who cares, right? No, yeah, no, she was really good in in the hide. So I mean, she, I mean, very good. So it was a good movie. She was good. So, so there you What's, go. There you go. Part of this, and I'm and I'm kind of, you know, inferring some stuff. But they also announced HBO said that next year they're going to have ten, um, they're going to do ten straight, straight release movies, right? So, and it, yes, they're going back in the theaters, but they're also going to have 10 different movies. And what I'm gathering is Batgirl is not going to be a theatrical film. It's going to be one of the HBO Max films. Yeah. So yeah. That, it's straight maybe? to HBO Max and only HBO Max. 
But you know what? Yeah. I mean, honestly, guys, do y'all give a shit about Batgirl? I yeah. mean, no, no. I mean, really. I mean, I mean, truly, what major stories besides the Killing Joke where she was crippled? <laughs> what is she? What what major stories for Batgirl is there out there? I mean, all we know is that she boned Dick Grayson, and you know, and she in the Killing Joke. Motor- a cartoon so here's the thing though isn't that kind of uh, an okay thing because it's a little bit of a blank slate to an extent like the, you don't yeah. have like you don't have to hit all these uh, stick all these landings right so and and honestly if Batgirl's <laughs> successful and they put nightwing in the move in the movie hmm Mm-hmm. I don't think she, I, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they'd really have. I see what you're saying, Brian. I mean, you're right. They don't have to, you know, try to copy this whatever successful comic book that right. she did. But, but uh, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> no one cares. All we're doing is copying a Batman yeah. character. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I with, wish they would I'm do with something Brad else. here. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Well, no, no one cares. Well, no one I mean, cares. I care. Well, Brian, Brian is the only one who cares cute. about that. Uh, let's talk about some other <laughs> things that you should you should care about. Oh, oh! What is that? Did someone kick the bucket that I'm never going to have heard of? But you say he just you just a friend. And you say he just a friend. Well, at least when we were talking about this a few weeks ago, Biz Marquis died. Everybody's over it by now. But uh, a little bit of love uh, for Biz Marquis, who I, I think I'm, I had to remember this, uh, was in Podman Ron's, one of Podman Ron's favorite movie franchises. Let's take a listen to one of his uh, speaking roles here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. All right. Well, that was a little bit of Biz Marquee working with Will Smith and Men in Black uh, 2 or 3 or 4, I think. Uh, did you know he played a mail carrier in Men in Black? Podman? I did not know that. Yeah. So there you go. He will be sorely missed. <laughs> he will be sorely missed. I was, I was really hoping for that mail carrier spinoff on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I mean, bless his heart. Well, at, before we, uh, we, I mean, literally minutes before we went on air here, uh, a, a famous TikToker died out of China. She Ooh. fell to her death. So I don't know her name. I, uh, I'm trying to look for it, but I can't find it. So. I don't have any, uh, any audio for it. Yeah, you know, I thought. Thanks for mentioning it with no details. Wow. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It's a tough room, almost a tough enough room for Jackie Mason to take. Very pleasant. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a thrill to see me in person. What? You're not sure. I came here as a personal favor because I know how important it is to you to see me tonight. Because I'm one of the few people who are dedicated to humanitarian purposes. I'm one of the few people on this show. All right, Jackie Mason, the legendary uh, comedian, and uh, was he really was he the voice of the Aardvark on the Pink Panther back in the day? Does anybody know that for for a fact, or did he just did the Aardvark sound like Jackie Mason? Maybe he just sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that in. All right. Well, did anyway, yes, yeah. Jackie. Ninety-three Mason. years young. When did he, Jackie Mason die? Uh, a yes, couple sir. of days ago. I did not know that. Wow. Well, this is... I only, uh, if you read your text. I only texted it to you. 
First Bismarcky and now this? Wasn't Jackie Mason in the Goodbye Girl? Uh, I think he probably could have been. <laughs> no, this is not. This is not me asking for like uh, an explanation of who this person is or a history. I just who is Jack? Like uh, who? who He's a stand-up like, comedian. Everybody oh, under okay. fifty right now just turned off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. He's. Yeah, you heard a little Mason. bit of. You heard a yeah, little bit of him at the top of the show. I, I heard him. He was a comedian from like the 60s, 70s, 80s. He's kind of like Rodney Dangerfield to an extent. Yeah. So he was already dead to me before he died. He kind of did the Ovaltine <laughs> joke. He did the Ovaltine joke? Yeah, he could do the Ovaltine joke. Why do they call it Ovaltine? It's round. The lid is round. And yet they call it Ovaltine. I just don't get it. Yeah, so he's that's he Jack, was Seinfeld before Jackie Seinfeld. Mason. Yeah, that's that's yeah, my Jackie Mason. Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> with all Comedy. of them. Gee, this is going to be a tough one, Brian. Let's just uh, let's get through the movies here. All right, and then the movies—the uh, big ones. We, we've got a couple to talk about here, but let's go ahead and kick it off with Snake Eyes, Brian. Uh, you're the uh, you're the GI Joe commander. Here. Aficionado. The, the aficionado of G.I. Joe. You've been looking for looking forward to Snake Eyes Origins for years now. Uh, we, Who has them? <laughs> this is going to be tough when we get through. Yes, we are. All right. That's what she said. So, Brian, take us, to, take us home to Snake Eyes. Let's listen to a little clip here first. For 600 years, our ninja brought peace to the world. But things have changed. I need warriors like you. I think I fell asleep on the cliff. <laughs> so, uh, this is kind of the, this is the origin of Snake Eyes, the origin of Storm Shadow, who is Snake Eyes. Let me guess. At first, they're friends, almost brothers, and then they become better enemies brothers. toward the end. Do you, do you ever think about in real life anybody that ever talks to you like that? I mean, I mean, <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, you just no. Because it's a fucking movie. I know, but I mean, oh. I mean, anybody just talks like that in real life. <sighs> Maybe we should we should have an episode where we just talk like that. Can we have an episode where we just mute PMR? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it'd be a much more effective. Uh, you can't mute the master of mystic arts, okay? <laughs> or can we pull his audio out? Yes, See, I can do. The, I can separate his mic you, and just pull it out. You can hear us talking. And having constant conversations, and then have an audio track separate where we're oh, just yeah. interviewing. Uh, oh, yeah. well, if you want to hear the if you want to hear the PMR audio, you have to subscribe to our Patreon account, and then oh, you can Patreon. five dollars a month. You can get PMR's oh, audio. Brian, PMR all the time. Take us to Snake Eyes. Where where give us the synopsis here? All right, so Snake Eyes. It is very different than the comic book. Uh, in the comic book origin, because I feel like that's. There's a lot of controversy about this, about the movie. Uh, the comic book order, origin essentially is uh, Snake Eyes is in the G.I. Joe team. Please stop. <laughs> like, which one is Which all... one of them is whistling? <laughs> PMR. No. I don't even know how to whistle. So, all right. So, that knows me too well, I swear to God. G.I. Uh, Joe, his first mission, he's with Stalker and with uh, Tommy Arashikage, who ends up being Storm Shadow. 
uh, and it's set like in Vietnam. You know, they're in a jungle. There's a plane crash. His he gets burned. His vocal cords get uh, like destroyed, uh, and basically he gets taken in to, with Storm Shadow, uh, and Storm Shadow brings him back, and that is in the movie. Storm Shadow introduces him to like his <laughs> to his clan. And, and Snake Eyes trains, right? So, uh, the film, the backdrop <laughs> is the Yakuza, right? Yeah. And the Arashikage are, uh, the, the clan is still there, but basically Storm Shadow uh, uh, is about to get killed by the clan, by the, uh, the Yakuza, because he's, inter- he's, in. he's um, <laughs> god damn it, like, PLR, stop, move off camera, what the fuck are you doing? It's, it's impossible to, like, oh, my God. All right. It's like he's trying to disrupt you, Brian. Don't let him win. Yeah, it is. I'm so, tying my here. Essentially. He's uh, tying his robe up, Brian. I mean, give him a the, shot. Uh, Storm trying to infiltrate the Yakuza. Snake Eyes is working for the Yakuza because they said they know the person that killed his father, and they can give him the person that killed his father. And uh, midway through the movie, you realize and he saves Storm Shadow, and then midway through the movie, you realize he's still working for the the Yakuza. Uh-huh. Snake yeah. this. Oh, you and, ruined it! What the hell? Spoilers! Oh yeah, spoilers. Sorry about that. Spoilers. All right, so it's, so t- tell us a little bit about how d- how this ties in with GI Joe, other than Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and Scarlet's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, uh, the Arashikage clan is, they've got like a MacGuffin, right? They've got like this, it's called the Sunstone. It can, uh, it can, uh, it's got supposedly the power of the sun. And Cobra wants it. So they're working with the Yakuza to get somebody to infiltrate and steal it from the Arashikage clan. So now they've, they've hinted at Cobra. They've referenced Cobra a couple of times because it turns out the person that killed his dad uh-huh. was a Cobra agent. Cobra Commander, big... maybe? No. no, no. It's, uh, Just random Russian man. Just random rando. Um, Cobra agent rando. <laughs> so, but, and then, it, you know, you kind of find out that's what causes the split between him and Storm Shadow. No, that damn rando. That's what causes the split is because Snake Eyes was trying to infiltrate. Snake Eyes realizes what, you know, what he's done and tries to, tries to take it all back. All right. Um, but it's too late. Here's right. the thing, though. Like, the... The comic origin that I was trying to get to a minute ago before PMR started pulling stuff is Storm Shadow brings Snake Eyes back to the clan. Snake Eyes trains with the clan in you know to become a ninja. Uh, hard Master is who's in the movie too. Fond is the hard like master. the head is the head of the clan, and somebody assassinates. What causes the rift in uh, the comics is somebody assassinates Hard Master. Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow thinks it's Snake Eyes. Right. Okay. Well, you find out thirty issues later, it was actually Zartan. So it's a very famous like storyline in GI Joe, and uh, the fact that they diverged from it so heavily pissed people off. Wow, majorly. I mean, back. I mean, when was this? I mean, are you talking about the Marvel stuff from the eighties, or are you talking about the new stuff they did in IDW or whatever? It's all. It's the same. So they varied it a little bit, but you always had the same, like, beats. You always had Snake Eyes, uh, well, you had either Snake Eyes' vocal cords were destroyed or their Snake Eyes took a vow of silence because of Hardmaster's death. Um, but either way, he was silent, right? 
Uh, right. you, you had he's disfigured his face, and you had he trained with Tommy at the Arashikage uh, um, compound. They were both under Hardmaster. Hardmaster's assassinated. So, like, all those beats are in all of it, whether it's the IDW, whether it's the Devil's Due Press whether, uh, stuff, whether it's the Marvel stuff. It doesn't matter. That's always been the same. And so the fact that they pulled all of that out and said, okay, no, the split is because Snake Eyes was trying to build out, figure out who killed his father, and Snake Eyes deceived Tommy. That's what led to all this. Uh, honestly, like Snake Eyes is a bad guy for three quarters of the movie. Wow. And 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 Storm Shadows, the good guy. Like he's the one that brings brings him in. He's the one that says we're blood brothers. He trusts him. He tries to protect him. And then when he finds out that Snake Eyes has betrayed him, <clears throat> and that's what causes the rift, which is interesting, right? Um, that it's a different take on why. The, does it matter? They were blood brothers. Now they hate each other. Or now uh, Storm Shadow hates him. And Snake Eyes is trying to win him, win him back. Does it matter that Hardmaster didn't get killed? Uh, probably not. Like, not in the greater scheme of things. And and all they have to do, because people are still pissed that, well, he didn't wear the mask until the right. end of the movie. Oh, right? Okay, I was going to so ask the if whole he, movie, yeah. yeah, the whole movie didn't have the mask on? He didn't put on the mask until the very end. They hit at the armor a couple of times. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. And he puts it on. But remember, this is an origin film. Yeah, so they, I know. But. They could easily say, "Okay, now he in the next movie or at the beginning of the GI Joe film, if, they, if it gets made, uh, that's where he gets disfigured trying to bring Tommy back into the cold or whatever, right?" So they could still stick the landing if they wanted to. The problem is, is Henry Golding. You got Henry Golding. He's a pretty hot actor, I guess. Like uh, in the past few years. Do you want to just have him stuck in a mask the rest of the time with well, you know yeah. able to speak? He'll be, you know? be yeah, uh, Tony you know, Stark. I mean, you gotta, he's got to I mean, the, the, show his face. Henry Golding, just you know, quit doing that. I mean, that's the character. He's in a mask. If you don't want to have your mask, your face hidden, don't but don't try out the, for the part. Part of what no, see, you, you don't, you're not getting it. Part of what got the movie made is that they got Henry Golding. That's what's part of, that's part part of the problem. Made is because they had a hot actor attached. So well, if they said, well, this, is, this would be G.I. Joe with some XYZ uh, actor playing it that we're going to put the mask the whole time, then it's not going to get made anyway. Yeah. And that's what these that's what these fanboys need to realize. Like, <laughs> be thankful for what you've got and that it's, trying to, head, will, yeah. it's, it's trying to head into an expanded G.I. Joe universe. Uh, my take is, I mean, it was... It was fun. It was, I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie, but it was fine for a starting point. Uh, The more, um, they really should just say, look, we're going to make a live action G.I. Joe series on Paramount Plus. That's what this should really be. Uh, Honestly, yeah, I think any of these, these, these uh, franchises, they should just do that with, because you can tell more of the stories. You can get really into the origin more than you can with these two-hour movies. Well, and not only that, you can spin it out, right? Because there's yeah. so many, there's such a myriad of, you could have like a, a, a ninjas, like centric show that focuses around the Arashikage and the Red Dra- and, and um, uh, the Red Ninja Clan and, and all that stuff. You could have the core Joe team. Then you could have like uh, the uh, um, the Chuckles uh, Last Laugh comic, or which really was was focused on Cobra. Right, and he was infiltrating Cobra. 
So you could have multiple series and then and all spinning out of the core. almost had it like the Justice League being the core G.I. Joe show, and then these spinoff shows or the Avengers and these spinoff right. shows out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wish they had sold this to Amazon a year ago um, when they sold uh, um, uh, Coming to America and, and some of those other films. Right, uh, there was there was talks of them selling GI Joe or selling this movie to them. I think if this had come out a year ago, I think if it had come out to streaming, uh, we wouldn't be getting this level of backlash against it because people mm. are pissed. Because the thing is, people that don't know the property are just saying, "Well, it's, you know, it didn't tell me much about the property, but it's right. a ninja movie." <clears throat> people that bad. do know the property are like, "It's not what I grew up with. You ruined my childhood." A lot, you know? of, a lot so, of people complaining about that nowadays. Yeah, it's. Somebody posted earlier today about the He-Man show. It's like nothing better than watching a grown-ass man uh, cry about uh, a TV show based on a toy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of upset fanboys out there. Well, so how does – obviously it ends on some sort of a a note to where – to be continued, right? Yeah, so basically Snake Eyes – what Snake Eyes does causes Tommy to be kicked out of the clan. Ah, and so, so he blames Snake Eyes. He can no longer be the clan, the other master of the clan. And the last, you know, the post credit scene is he's on a jet with Baroness, oh, and okay. she's like, he's basically they're they're basically bringing him to the fold of uh, Cobra. And then right before that, you see Snake Eyes put on the helmet and, and all, and he says, "I'm going after Tommy." So the <laughs> other big sort of twist, which I, I thought this was interesting too. I, I mean, I don't need to get Alex's take on all this. The the. Uh, the other twist yeah, I is, saw this movie too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Snake Eyes' dad, the reason he was killed is because he was a member of G.I. Joe. And so they name check Joe Colton, you see Scarlet, and you find out that Snake Eyes' dad was a Joe. It'd be cool to find out if it's a Joe we've heard of before. Yeah. So, like, Alex. Like a shipwreck? They can't kill shipwreck. Is that his dad? No. Oh, it better not be shipwreck. I love shipwreck. I don't want Sergeant I, Slaughter. It shouldn't be Slaughter either. <laughs> Alex, Slaughter. what did you think? That would have been great if they had Sergeant Slaughter in this film. I'll yeah, just put, I'll just put that out there. <laughs> Alex, uh, you're not quite the big GI Joe fan, but you no. but you love a ninja. So, what did you think of this? Um, excuse me, I'm saying bye to my hamster real quick. Um, bye, hamster. Okay. Anyway, um, I. Like this movie, um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I. I, I mean, I didn't look at the RT score or anything, and I wasn't that excited for this. I thought it looked like a bland, dumb action movie. Yeah. But I was considerably pleased when I walked out, and I was like, "Why did I just really enjoy that?" Wow. I, I. I really like the twist of making Snake Eyes this kind of jackass for pretty much the entire movie. I think that's a really, really bold decision to make. And I think they kind of pulled it off well. There's some dumb shit, too. There's a lot of fantasy elements that I wasn't sold on. Like, there's, like, six giant anaconda snakes, and I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Sure. But it's like, honestly, Fast and Furious, I didn't consider. People always say that's like a popcorn flick. And because I I really love movies and I want to watch a good one, most of the time, I, I usually don't like those movies too much because they're just not entertaining to me. I don't, I don't see the appeal or any of that. 
But what I in Black Widow, I treat as a Marvel movie, and I hold that to a higher regard. Now this, I would say, is better than both those. I had more fun watching Snake Eyes than I did either wow. Black Widow or uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, Snake Eyes has some pretty shitty, shaky cam action in the first 20 minutes. But after that point, the action's really solid. The car chase whole fight scene's really good. Um, yeah, I, and even the character development. Just watching this character grow to accept that vengeance isn't the answer and that you always don't get what you're seeking. It sounds like and you learned something. And he does. And it's like, you know what? There's some dumb shit. And yeah. I, I some of it I can't get past, but you know I'm willing to forgive it because I had a lot of fun. Like I, I didn't hate this movie, and I'd like to see this universe continue. Although it made only 14.5 million at the box office this week. Yeah, so I don't think we're gonna see it continue. <laughs> probably won't, but it's an exciting start, and it's an exciting future. It's a different interpretation of these characters, sure, but as like a ninja action flick, flick fuck yeah, go see it. Like why not? I, didn't, I had a good time. I turned off my brain. Just went with it. And, you know, I really liked it. I forgot it was a Snake Eyes movie about until, like, five minutes before the end. <laughs> and he put his mask on. So <laughs> but people are upset. Again, imagine going to see the first Iron Man movie, and he doesn't put an Iron Man costume on until the very last five seconds. And he says, and I'm Iron Man. And that's yeah. fair. But I, but I think it comes to a level of... It, it has this level of you are a fan first, and, and and that makes sense. But also, sit back, relax, and just watch just a fun movie for just two seconds. And I, I can understand where fans are mad, and we'll talk about Masters of the Universe, because there I can see a definite reason why fans should be mad. But for something like this that isn't telling and a truly offensive story, <laughs> it isn't trying to fucking blow people's, like, mind... You're breaking up there. Podman Ron, you were going to say Shit. something. No, my, my whole thing is, and I've, all, I've said this often because I've, I really wish I could have gotten to the comic books back in the 80s, and I always thought G.I. Joe was kind of a cool idea. And, um, you know, and it's, I mean, it grew, you know, for, for a long time. It started in the early 80s and it continues today, but. Like Ryan was saying, that they really should do this as a TV show. I mean, GI, there is too much to GI Joe that you cannot tell in these little in these two hour movies. I mean, this is a two hour movie about Snake Eyes. You know, we've already had the two GI Joe movies, which were one was terrible and the other one was just it was horrible. You know, one was, was terrible, was, the other is horrible. No, one was terrible. The other one was you know passable, but. You know, it really needs to be told in a TV show. And, and I think it would be kind of a cool TV show, you know, where it's not superheroes, but it's, you know, it's kind of an army, but it's more of a super army type thing. And I, I think it would, it would lend itself really good if someone like Amazon or Netflix would pick this up and run with it. Or Paramount Plus. Yeah, I don't know why anybody doesn't do this. I mean, it's just... There's just so much that they could do with this show, and uh, it would be huge to do a live-action show with this. But you would have to do it live-action with all the campiness. Not campiness, but like, you know. The- well, then, they, then the movies have that ca- a little bit of campiness, but you, they, no one liked them, right? Yeah. I'm, well, no, no. I mean, 
they it was I don't know it, they they didn't go full camp and when they did it was way too much I mean there's a there's a fine line they went full for camp full camp <laughs> but, but basically what I'm saying is it, it's just you can tell the story better in the TV show than you can in just a two hour movie well, I, I wish they would do that that's the point is you could have multiple TV shows you could have yeah you could you could have a you could have the special missions force you could have Ninja Force, and you could have uh, a Cobra-centric show, you know. And uh, I don't, I don't understand know, I, why they don't do that. These TV execs—they don't know what the hell they're well, doing. Well, you know, I mean, even the even when they did the first movie and the second movie, it's like, why are y'all doing movies? This you're you're talking about twenty years of continuity that you're trying to cram into a, a well, shitty yeah, the, movie, and it's the not comics two hundred eighty plus issues now. Well, not only that, but you've got all these characters too. You don't. It's just not the comic book. It's like GI Joe. I don't. I don't even know how many members they are, but there's. You have all these different characters that you cannot showcase in in a two hour movie. I mean, well, they're not if trying doing, to in this. <laughs> I know, but they. No, I'm just talking about in general. I mean, but if they had a movie to do, I mean, a TV show, you could concentrate on certain characters and you know, do backstories and. Uh, there's so much they could do with it if they really did it. But. So, so Brian, what, where are they going to take this next? What, what will be? Is there going to be a Snake Eyes two, or do they go to Scarlet Story, or Duke, or Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> what did they do here? Well, I mean, I've got. Scarlet, wasn't wasn't Scarlet getting an Amazon Prime show? I hope not. I don't think so. Um, but uh, I've got. Uh, a pitch, like <laughs> oh. I think we'll we'll fix where we're where we're at with the film, and and with stuff that's kind of left hanging since it's an origin origin film, uh, but also like like the that would win over all the fanboys. So if you started because the cliffhanger is he's trying to go after Storm Shadow, right? Storm Shadow is now aligned with Cobra, and that's that's where everything is left off. You could easily go in and say, okay, the first, do a, a cold open to the next movie uh, uh, and spend 15 minutes establishing the cold open before the title sequence runs and do the silent interlude. So the silent interlude is the most famous G.I. Joe comic that was ever written. It was done out of necessity um, because uh, the... Mm, the uh, artist was running behind. And so uh, Larry Hama said, look, I, I, he, he put together that issue over a weekend. But the silent issue, the silent internet, they didn't have time to letter it. They didn't have time to, uh, God damn it. Like, <laughs> Alex, will you mute us, please? All I can hear is when. Um, but the silent interlude, it starts with Snake Eyes um, paragliding into the Cobra Temple and he's he's infiltrated the Cobra Temple, and you find out he's there to rescue Scarlet. Yeah, and that was a he, good issue. I bought that off the rack actually. When it came he gets out. Scarlet, he gets Scarlet out. They escape. It's the first appearance of Storm Shadow. Uh, Storm Shadow chases them out. They get into a sword fight. Storm uh, Snake Eyes uh, um, costume gets cut, uh, and the wrappings come off of, of Storm Shadow's arm, and you realize they they have the same Arashikage tattoo, right? But there was no words in the whole issue. So you've established in this movie Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, 
and Scarlet, you could start out the next movie and do that cold open and make it the silent interlude. That'd be pretty and then go, boom, G.I. Joe, right? And people would go, you know. The fanboys would lose their mind, yeah. They'd fucking lose their mind. So I, I think that's a way to fix it. Um, uh, if if we get anything else <laughs> from this property. How much did it make this weekend? I'm sorry. Fourteen and a half million. Which That's old it? Uh, yeah. an old from M Night Shyamalan made sixteen uh and a half, I think. And you know you're so fucked if M Night Shyamalan on his like seventh resurrection quest beat you at the box office. Like, you're wow. Right and Black Widow made yeah. sixty million and they made fourteen million. Oh, Holy don't even shit. talk about Black Widow. Black Widow in its second weekend had a seventy percent drop for its second week. Like, no, all these movies are all just tanking. Just People heard our right. podcast. People heard the review and of it on the podcast. Snake Eyes in the last couple of weeks is the only movie that, like, has been, like, an action movie that I've actually really liked. And that's just, and it's weird because I really wasn't in the, I didn't, I wasn't interested in this at all. But I am kind of hurt that a film like this is hit because I would lo- like to see a second one of this. There's yeah, this one kind of sucks. Show. Yeah. yeah, if if Black Widow sucks, you know it's not going to kill the Marvel Universe. Right. If this sucked <laughs> yeah. and tanked, it's probably dead. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does suck. It reminds and when I, I thought about this today, and it was there's two films that really reminds me of that I always that I really like, and I never and I saw so much future, but both of them got cut short. Uh, Solo. This reminds me a lot of Solo, okay. and that I don't think fans or critics are going to like this until two years later and people are going to be like, oh, it's just Snake Eyes. It actually wasn't that bad. And then it also reminded me of Power Rangers and the similar mm. aspect of these are, both of those movies are movies I enjoyed and franchises I would have loved to see continue and both got desperately cut short. Uh, and it's in the same level. Like, I would give the, the, like, if I was an RT reviewer, I'd give it the same score as I would give those movies. And it's just like, this is, this just sucks. I'm really sad. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. So, yeah, that's my little spiel. All right, so uh, give give us some scores here. Well, one more second. To PMR's question a minute ago, uh, in the original G.I. Joe line, they released released 163 different characters. Not the comics, actual figures. So, I mean, think about about that. That's a huge universe to build upon. Yeah, um, I mean, I, and yeah. And I don't know why they don't do that. I mean, they've got so many characters, and I know Larry Hammond did a backstory on probably because people really only care or know one of them at all. It's one of those things. But I mean, it, even had, if, it, it, it like GI Joe never hit the pop culture like zeitgeist as like even like Captain America and Iron Man and all of them did. Well, no, the it is the universe. GI Joe was Marvel's best selling comic in uh, in the eighties. Yeah, it was pretty hot in, in the eighties. Well, but it's still a like, Huey it, Lewis it, it was hit. hot in the eighties. It hit. It was the number one selling. It outsold Spider yeah. Man, Avengers, Captain America. It outsold all of it. So I just don't think it's been treated right over the past. No. I mean, because the, the thing is, GI Joe didn't have like a con, a con, like a continuous animated series as well. I think to keep it pushing forward. I know it had its eighties one, but I don't think it had a nineties cartoon. Yeah, I, it? Maybe you had one early 2000s cartoon? Uh, yeah, it's Sigma 6 in the early 2000s. That basically, what happened was they switched 
you had Sunbow that did the first series up to the movie, and then uh, they got cheap and moved it to Deke. Like the, so they went from Sunbow, who did the Transformers cartoon and the G.I. Yeah. Joe cartoon, to the people that did the Inspector Gadget cartoon. Right. Uh, okay. And so, so the animation started to dip. The 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 storylines got goofier and goofier. The um, they the comics they kept trying to uh, like re evolve the kind of the characters. So they went with like eco warriors, and then they went. They kept the, people kept giving Hama, look, we want to do this. We want to evolve the story to that. There was a long time where where GI Joe where it said Snake Eyes, the book was still numbered GI Joe, but it said Snake Eyes and GI Joe was really little in the corner, <laughs> right? Because it was all it was he all was Wolverine. On, yeah. It was all Ninja Force, right? And so the the uh, the com- the toys started to peter out, the the comic line started to peter out. Hasbro flipped back to the the twelve inch Joes from the three and three quarters. Um, for the nostalgia piece of it, because I think it was at that point it was at its uh, like thirtieth anniversary or something. The thirtieth anniversary or thirty fifth anniversary of the original like GI Joe, you know, um, Kung Fu Grip Action, you know, GI Joe. And uh, then in the early two thousands, they tried to kind of do like a half. They did like Sigma Six, which were like eight inch figures. Well, so they had a ton of weapons. They were bigger than the the than the eighties uh, line, not as big as the. As the and they were also kind of like Bionicle to an extent, like the Bionicle, Bionicle, like you could change stuff out on them. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I and then we got a cartoon right after the first movie hit, which is actually pretty good. Um, the uh, uh, Cobra's like taking over, and GI Joe's kind of like the eighteen. They're like the last of that breed, and they're trying to like shed light on the fact that Cobra's evil. But they, every episode, every few episodes, they'll bring in another character who's not a Joe in the cartoon, but will later one day be a Joe, like Law and Order and Shipwreck and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, they. But they also said we're getting a cartoon. We're, we are getting a uh, two seasons of a cartoon from Hasbro. But uh, yeah, we need a. This should have been a live action show. Weird. So, yeah. Weird. 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 All right, so did we did we get scores from you, uh, Alex and Brian? Uh, no, I don't. I don't um, I'll go. Man, I wish I could go like halfsies, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a four out of five and a binary one. Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> I really, pretty I, pretty it's good. Stupid. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I'd give it four out of five and a, and a, and a one. It's it's different. That's not necessarily a bad thing. There was lots of twists in this that are outside of the comic. You know, it's if anybody's worried about the fact that he's not scarred and he can still talk at the end of the movie, uh, all you got to do is blow him up at the beginning of the next film, like or, or midway through the he's, next film, and you're fine. He's not scarred, or he can talk at the end. Oh, he's not scarred or can't talk. <laughs> Again, uh, Batman doesn't kill. Okay, sure, whatever. Fanboys complain because fanboys going to complain. Yeah, we're fixing yeah. to get into a lot of it here. All right, well, we need to get into it. Did oh, anybody God. see old? Shit. We mentioned M. Night Shyamalan. Did anybody see old? We want to talk about that. No. Uh, I, I'll probably see it here in the next little bit. But All right, I'll great. No one saw it. All right. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Does anybody care about that? 
Basketball camp is next weekend. You got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. All right. Well, LeBron James helps his son gets a potential. His son doesn't like basketball, but yeah, he loves video games. They get sucked into Emmy Award winning Don Cheadle's uh, Warner Brothers server, <laughs> and Don Cheadle is fantastic in it. I hope he gets a supporting actor nod for it. And uh, wackiness ensues and all kinds of cameos in the background as a basketball game is being played. Everybody right. wins Woo. in the end. How about that? Except for Don Cheadle. Yeah, the most interesting part of this movie, the only reason you might want to watch this movie is all the cameos and references. So it's like a Warner Brothers version of Ready Player One. It's You see Rick and Morty show up in the movie. Uh, you see... Uh, um, Oh God! Like uh, uh, Batman, the, Robin, uh, uh, the, the Warriors. Batman, Robin. <laughs> the Warriors yeah. are in the background. The Warriors are in the background. Uh, Tiny Foods are in there. Animaniacs the clock, are in there. I yeah. think I saw uh, the Clockwork Orange people. Clockwork Orange clockwork was in orange there. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the, like the pedophiles, like the, yes. the rapists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so good. you know, any Warner Brothers <laughs> properties in there? I think the, I popped the most when Rick and Morty showed up. Like I was like, "This is crazy." I saw that clip on Twitter, and it looked pretty funny. Uh, for the for the younger fans, Big Chungus. Is yeah, Big it? Chungus. My kids love to see Big Chungus in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, my kids really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, nice the only movie. thing was is just the Warner Brothers references. Oh, I really enjoyed the, the best. Well, I like Rick and Morty a lot. I also liked when they they went through DC the DC planet. Right. And you got to basically see all the Batman and Superman animated series like art. Yeah, right. Like that was the way it was, it was styled and everything. So uh, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it I was mean, a cute, a good kids movie. I mean, PG. It was a good kids movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a kids it, movie. it wasn't. It's not made for us. You know, our ki- my kids enjoyed it. You know, uh, it, the only the weird thing to me is the fact that. They didn't reference the first Space Jam at all. In fact, this is a completely different, like, uh, setup and universe. As far as anybody's concerned, Michael Jordan never, never participated in the Space Jam thing. Right, right. You know, <laughs> twenty years ago. So, oh well, they did have a reference. They said we got Michael Jordan at one point during the they're losing, and they said, "Hey, uh, I forgot who brought him in, but uh, Sylvester, I think, or somebody brought yeah, in said Michael Jordan. I found him in the audience. He's going to help us win and everything." And it's big, dramatic, you know, silhouetted up against, and it's Michael B. Jordan is the joke there. So and, so and, and uh, Daffy goes, "We needed Michael A. Jordan." Stop, right. Yeah. Stop, so again, it, it, it is full of puns and stupid stuff like that. But again, it's a kids movie, so for us to review it as adults, eh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not made for UPMR. Like it's made for a kid. Like Alex, if you were ten or. You know, uh, you, you, yeah. you love this movie, right? Yeah. So All kinds of wackies. Yeah. All right. Well, moving over from there to going to the streaming wheel. Got to keep us moving. Uh, uh, the streaming wheel landed on something, I think, PMR, that you selected, Red Dot on Netflix. Uh, Red Dot, trying to con- rekindle their marriage with a child on its way. A young couple on a ski trip suddenly finds themselves stalked by a remote, more remorseless killer. Let's listen to a little bit of it here. What's the man there? Jag tror i alla fall att du och David kommer bli fantastiska föräldrar. Jag tänkte att vi kunde bara fly iväg ett litet tag. Ja, det är rätt. Podman Ron, du har selected för mig att watch på streaming. Well, en svensk movie, Red Dot. Så jag appreciate det. Jag har replacerat det med en annan... Så på slutet, de bara höll det ut och det var det. 
Yeah, uh, it was a fine movie. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever, I guess. Uh, it was uh, uh, a little bit of a twist at the end, but basically a uh, couple goes off on a ski trip or a camping trip and are hunted down by a bunch of Swedish rednecks. Uh, and then there's a little <laughs> twist on it. They're, they are kind of Swedish rednecks, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, the only I thing we cornered the market and read that. No, no, we got plenty of them in Sweden as well. Uh, the only thing that uh, that I'll spoil with it that was sort of like, eh, well, the the bad guys that were extracting their revenge on this couple for a reason, a particular reason, uh, they kind of won. They pretty much won. <laughs> so, the, so the 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 whole point of the movie of uh, the the people trying to get away from the Swedish uh, rednecks. <laughs> That were chasing them for a particular reason, eh, they got their revenge on the, the the couple. So I was like, okay, that's pretty good. It's not an American movie. I like that. Again, that's why I, I like these uh, type movies. So thank you, Streaming Will, for that. I appreciate it. Red Dot. What would you give it? Would you recommend? I'll, I'll give it a, a three out of five. Again, there's you, you'll watch it once and you'll be like, okay, that's fine. Uh, but nothing, uh, nothing fantastic about it or anything like that. If I can, uh, and a binary, that. would you recommend a binary? Uh, yeah, I would only because of the ending of the good guys didn't necessarily win; they deserved to lose, and they did. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm fine with that. All right. <laughs> so I've replaced that with keeping on with this theme here because I like to do this little theme: uh, blood red sky. On Netflix, so we go from Red Dot in Sweden to Blood Red Sky, a German movie. When a group oh, of terrorists, yeah. when a group of terrorists hijack an overnight transatlantic flight, a mysteriously ill woman must unleash a monstrous secret to protect her young son. So, Blech. yeah, so that sounds fantastic. Let's spin the wheel and see who gets to watch what. Yeah, I'd actually I'd take that. Oh, all right. This is it, boys. All Podmen. All right. All We're po- watching German film. Well, baby. no, no, we haven't spun the movie yet. We got to spin the movie. Uh, um, damn it. Yeah, that's I not the really movie. No, so let's see here. I'm going to spin the movie here. A lot of stuff on here. I don't know if this is still on it, but we'll give it a shot. Underwater. On HBO Max. The fuck is that? As I remember, it's Kristen Stewart and it's uh, Aliens Underwater. Or something to that effect. Uh, Underwater research team get attacked by some sort of monster. So that, my friends, is your homework for next week. (laughs) I gotta look that up. I'm gonna watch the German Underwater (laughs) on HBO Max. Did Did you ever watch Adaptation? No, so I haven't watched that. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay. I, I, I did watch a TV show on HBO Max, though. Oh, okay, good. I'm good. There you go. All right, now let's go, uh, let's go over to TV land. All right, over to TV land. And yes, um, you've mentioned it a couple of times here. Uh, Brian, but uh, the controversial Master He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, or is it just Masters of the Universe? It's just Masters of the Universe. Revelation, yeah. So what is the problem here? I think I may know what the problem is. My lord, my lady, I, I regret to inform your highnesses that during the battle with Skeletor, He-Man succumbed. Ooh, He-Man Sakane. 
during uh, All Over Skeletor, it sounded like. Uh, first of all, has anybody watched this other than Brian? I'll watch the first episode. Okay, you watched, watched the first? I watched all five. All right. I fast-forwarded through the first episode just to get that audio clip. <laughs> so, yeah. Alex, Brian, Brian, you watched all five? I watched all five. All right. I Fanboys. So Brian and me could just both have like an 80s, you know, 80s for ourselves. All right. Everybody is very upset, just like with Snake Eyes, and you mentioned it a couple of times already, Brian. Why is everybody so upset at Kevin Smith <laughs> about Masters of the Universe just because he killed off the main character? Well, <laughs> the, the problem is everybody is an infant that has these visions of what they want the show to be but then still want to be surprised. But then if they're surprised too much, they get pissy. And then you've got the whole like kind of toxic masculinity stuff boiling over it as well, plus social media. And people are just too fucking impatient to let the story play out. Like that's that's really what the issue is with this. I, I'd have to agree. Yeah, with terms of why fans are bitching about this, yeah, that's... It has yeah, nothing to do with, is the show good? It has nothing to do yeah. with... Like, so. Uh, but we can have the conversation. Is the show good? Right. Or we, yeah. So essentially, yeah. Brad, you alluded to it. But the story starts. What does that sound? Uh, PMR is typing. No, or, no. It's, uh, it's, uh, Alex is typing. So the the story begins uh, uh, with Skeletor invading Grayskull. Uh, and Grayskull, to understand the history. Grayskull, uh, Eternia, the planet that they're on, is like the center of the universe. God damn it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Either stay in your car or out of the car, Alex. Come on now. Just, uh... So Eternia is the center of the universe. It's where all magic comes from. It's where all the other planets spiral from. Uh, Eternia is cloaked in, in old magic, like spells, so it can't be found. Um... Uh, he and his mother is it was a NASA like uh, astronaut who gets stranded on Eternia, so that's his ties back to Earth. Eternia exists in the same universe as as uh, Earth does. Um, now, Grayskull, if Eternia is like the source of magic, Grayskull is like the fountainhead of all of okay. it. Okay, Castle Grayskull. So uh, you. Start off, and basically, the the Tila has been promoted to man at arms, which means she's like the the head royal guardsman. Head bitch. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. And uh, so there's so that's happening, um, and while Skeletor is invading Castle Grayskull, it's a continuation. What's interesting is it's a continuation of the original uh, Masters of the Universe cartoon, but also the early two thousands Masters of the Universe cartoon. It's like they kind of like melded them together into one sort of like the art is really based on the 2000 um, Masters of the Universe show. Uh, But it's so it's kind of a meld there. But then, um, well, basically, uh, Skeletor uh, is able to trick He-Man into unlocking the the power of the universe, of all the magic. It's going to destroy Eternia. And if Eternia falls, uh, like the rest of the galaxy or the rest of the universe will start to fall apart. So He-Man sacrifices himself, pulls all the power into the sword, and it kills him. Um, in or, but also Skeletor. Oh, like, okay. and him and Skeletor both are taken off the table in, at the, by the end of the first episode. And the sword is split into two. 
Okay. So now you've got that was the original toy line. Like Skeletor had a had a half of the sword and he right. had a half of the sword. And you put the swords together and they would open the door to, to Castle Grayskull. So now it's like, okay, now they're pulling in the comic book history, right? And the toy line, which is cool. So like they're melding all of this stuff together into like one sort of cohesive universe. Uh what the clip you played, uh Man at Arms tells King Randor that that he man's dead, and they're like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, but, you know, he goes, but, but Adam is dead, too. Because Randor never knew Adam was He-Man. Uh, but his mother, Marlena, did. She like, knew? She they were just out. alike. I don't understand why they can't kill him more. Yeah, well, maybe. in the old series they did, but not in the, yes. not in the 2000s. Yeah, he was a little teen, so, like, not teenager, but 20 kind of a twerp. Yeah. And, and so... Um, so Randor finds out that his son is dead. He, he casts Man at Arms out. Tila never knew oh, that, okay. that, that He Man and Matt and, uh, and uh, Prince Adam were the same. So she like forsakes her, her 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 duty to the king and leaves. Right. So that's the way the first episode ends. Essentially, what you find out in the second episode is they have to um, mute Matt. It's it skips like five or ten years. Uh, and, and Magic is dying on Eternia, and they realize they have to reunite the swords uh, to then uh, uh, basically uh, jumpstart Magic back on Eternia. So in all five episodes, He-Man appears. But in three of the five episodes, it's a flashback, ah. right? So he's in the first episode. He's in the last episode. But in the middle three episodes, it's a flashback yeah. that focuses on Tila Roboto, Orco, um, Man at Arms. And right? Andra. Andra. And Andra, yeah, who's a very small character that was only in the comics. Um, but they, you, you see Evelyn. You see, and you get a perspective for Evelyn. You see Triclops. Triclops, uh, Triclops and Man at Arms are probably the two, cool, two coolest parts of the, of this, this half of the season. Like what they did with those characters. You see Merman, you see Stator, you see. So what they're doing is, they're, yeah, what they're doing is they're saying, "Look, it's the masters of the universe. Let's build out and flesh out these other characters and put put He Man in time out, wow. so we can focus on world building this universe, right?" Uh, well, everybody's pissed because they're like, "It's bait and switch. It's oh, they're trying to make heel. You know, it's the Tila show. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, it's like girl power." Girl power. You know, we already got Shira. We don't need to. Uh, like, it's all that bullshit. Like, um, here's the thing. And this is what I like in it, too. You've got two things in play. One, when Death of Superman happened, they did it because Superman was bland. Superman <laughs> wasn't selling. Uh, they did it to, they killed Superman to elevate other characters. And out of that, we got Doomsday. We got Superboy, we got Steel, we got Eradicator, and we got Cyborg Superman, right? Which are characters they still use and are still pretty heavy hitters today. Uh, 20 years, uh, no, 28 yeah. years later, right? That's what they're doing now. Now, in the series, you people die. Like, Boss Man gets killed. Roboto gets killed. Uh, like, so, um, the stakes are bigger, Right? They're fleshing out the universe, and we only had five episodes. So everybody's so, why is every, so, so everybody's just upset that they thought it was going to be 
standalone episodes of He-Man and then learning yeah. a lesson at the end and winking at the right. camera? Like, it's, it's, so it's, it's, this, it's like remembering your childhood through those rose-colored glasses. The old series was pretty fucking stupid a lot of the time. Oh, yeah, most of the time. It was those it was, old, uh, uh, what's the, Leon, Leo Schlesinger, whatever the... Yeah. I remember the logo at the end, the little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was the voice of Orko. Like, that was why... Uh, nah. They let him voice Orko. That's why they kept going. So, here's the... Look, to your point, Brad, it was... Skeletor introduces XYZ MacGuffin. Right. That'll give him the power to access Grayskull Castle. They go after it. He-Man and Man-at-Arms, or whoever, find out they're after the MacGuffin. And they go to stop them. And they stop them. And then tomorrow they're going to do the same goddamn thing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's like, do you want characters to advance? Do you want to flesh out a universe? Do you want to make this a little more complex and age it up a little bit? Sure, but you can leave it. Do, do, do these fuckers actually think Mattel is going to let Kevin Smith keep, kill He-Man and keep him out of play? <laughs> so the other thing, so I, I said there's kind of two things that this reminds me of. So one is when they did Death of Superman, right? They did it to elevate other characters. Uh, the other is when we were sitting in the theater watching Infinity War, and and, and like people started getting dusted, and people were like, oh, 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 right. And then fucking Black Panther got dusted, and dude, there was a guy that stood up. Threw his popcorn and, and started it shot the screen? screaming obscenities <laughs> in the theater. Wow. Screaming obscenities in the theater. So, and I'm like, this is the same reaction we have now. It's, if you didn't dust those characters, you don't get to have the on your left moment that everybody gets to stand up and, and cheer for at the end of Endgame. So the whole point is, yeah, you took He-Man off the table, you built up other characters so that you're going to have that triumphant return and people are going to lose their ever mind. To which now, Kevin Smith has said, episode seven, I'm sure he didn't want to have to, have to say this, but fucking fanboys, Kevin Smith, because at the end of the series, it's like Prince Adam is back and you think he's about to take up the mail again. And he gets killed again. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, he sucks. So, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool the way it all goes down. Now, uh, but he said, Ken Smith has now said, all right, well, if you guys can fucking calm the hell down until episode seven, which is, we're probably going to have before the end of the year. If you, so we, we're on episode five now. So we got six, then we got seven. If you can calm down until episode seven, it's going to be the biggest battle between Skeletor and He-Man ever. He compared it to the Invincible battle between Invincible and Omni-Man. Okay. He's like, it's going to be fucking nuts. All right. So, but he's had to basically tell people, all right, I've had to, because you're being such pissy, whiny bitches, I'm going to have to, but I'm going to have to ruin the spoiler and tell you, guess what, numb nuts? He-Man's coming back at least within the next two episodes. Because we're too fucking... Juvenile, right? To to just let the story play out, or or again, I, I made a joke about the uh, Batman doesn't kill stuff. It's like again, uh, you, you give fanboys a movie, 
and or a TV show, yeah. and they're all they're going to do is just bitch about it most of the time. All they're going to do is bitch, and, and so it's just sort of like uh, I don't, I, we we don't deserve all this stuff, the the nerd stuff out it. there. And, and it's weird. Like I was thinking on Friday, it's like, holy shit, we got a GI Joe movie in theaters and a brand new He Man cartoon on Netflix. Like and everybody's still and bitching then, about and it. Then, uh, people watch it, and everybody just like everybody just starts bitching because it's you ruined my childhood. He Man was yeah, only people, in. But people complain. I mean, people complain if it's too much of the same, and but then if you swing the other way and make it drastically different, then it's like, why are they changing it and ruining my childhood? So again, you can't filmmakers and writers. They, you can't win because you're always going to make someone unhappy. Yeah, it's, it's kind and of the disgusting. thing is, we live in an age where everybody can go on. There and, you go. There's Brian. And, yeah, and bitch about it on on social media or review bomb it on Rock Tomatoes. Or a podcast. So, Rotten Rot Tomatoes is the the uh, they're doing the same thing they did to uh, um, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, yeah. So they're they're it's got a ninety four percent critics rating and it's got a thirty two percent audience score because all these assholes are just going uh, review bombing it because you ruined my childhood, Kevin Smith. Well, uh, here's my opinion. Go ahead, Alex. I have no attachment to this source material to begin with, so I'm not coming at it from any sort of bias or anything. I didn't really care about this at all, and I watched it, and I still don't really care. It's not for me. Uh, it's it's fine. The animation's really good. The action scenes are pretty cool. But as a story, it's like, eh. I, the death of Prince Adam at the very end, I was like, this seems a little cheap, but I'm sure because I knew there was there's five more episodes left to go. So I'm like, I'm not going to get mad at this because it's like, whatever. And I don't get the whole people bitching about girl power and stuff. It's like, just let the story go. I mean, it's like, you know, at this point, it's we're in 2021. If you, if you want to bitch about fictional characters and just a show focusing on a female one rather than your pent up fucking fan fiction about He-Man... <laughs> then my God, just grow the fuck up for two seconds and just watch the fucking story. It's a fine show. I, for someone who has no attachment to it, I don't love it. And I I don't, I didn't care to watch it for this. It's like, yeah, I didn't waste my time. I had it on the background while I did other stuff. And I was perfectly <laughs> I barely paying attention to it. And it was just, <laughs> and it's just fine that way. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I don't think this is that big of a deal. At the end of the day, we're talking about like a, a toy line from forty years ago. Guys, come on! Just, yeah, just love, love, love that you're getting a new show for God's sakes, because no one gives a shit about this any other way. So, voila! <laughs> I'm glad that Brian, you enjoyed it. I am glad because it seemed like he did. So I'm glad that you could see through the bullshit of ninety percent of other people. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. And, and here's the thing: like, if you're looking for these fanboys, want a movie, right? They want a new book series. They want it, They want this television show. You could not. The source material is so thin. Uh, the from the the TV show perspective, you couldn't. There's not enough meat to make an interesting movie or multiple movies. Yeah, They've they should to, just. They should just suck it up that these characters are getting good development. It's not like any character in the show gets a bad sense of development. There's some cheap deaths, but Tila's got a pretty interesting arc throughout the entire thing. The whole Scarecrow episode's pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah. Like, the Scarecrow episode, the whole thing was, like, Orko. Like, like the fact that you actually cared when Orko dies. What? Yeah. You perceive Orko has, has died, right? What just happened? Yeah. Like, is, is, you know, uh, there, there's lots of development around Orko. There's lots of development around Cringer. Like, which is, like... You know, they were just comic relief. I mean, the, the Cringer was basic, based on the, the Cowardly Lion, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's uh, the if you guys want this to evolve into something, you got to let it evolve. you got to let it breathe. you got to let them age up the characters. And you got to make the stuff more interesting. Yeah, the, I agree. The, uh, Skeletor, MacGuffin, He-Man stops him. Uh, it's not going to get anybody... It's not going to make this property any more interesting for anyone else or ever get you a movie. Yeah. So, uh, well, hopefully yeah. they'll uh, they'll get the last uh, few episodes and so when people the, may be when, happy. When is the next five coming out? I'm assuming so, by December. I would yeah, I'm, a, I'm guessing October because the Voltron series, uh, that's what they did. Uh, have, you, have any of you guys watched the Voltron? And they tried to make it through it. It was it seemed good. I just didn't. I it's lost good. Interest. Yeah, it's good. But so Voltron, they would kind of like some some seasons were ten episodes. Some some seasons were only five. But they would so basically they just said, okay, this is the story arc. It's five episodes, so this is the season. Um, it would come out two to three times a year. Uh, and then today, uh, Kevin Smith said that they've already. Recorded the the uh, audio like the the soundtrack for episode eight, which is they're using an orchestra for the fucking soundtrack. You know, like uh, I mean, they're clearly <laughs> they're trying to make happy. this as good as possible. You know, so they've recorded the the soundtrack for episode eight. Uh, Bear McCreary, Bear McCreary has has uh, um, uh, completed the music. Um, for episode 10, and they can't do any of that until all the animation's done. Like, because they're going to score it while they're playing it, while they're playing the show, right? So, uh, yeah, it's once they record the audio, foreseeably pair the audio, I mean, it could release in a month. So. All right. So, but you, so you think it's worth sticking with Podman Ron or. Based on uh, these reviews here, are you uh, going to watch the other episodes? No, I'm not. I'm, I've never been a He-Man fan, and my attempt to watch the first episode uh, confirmed why I never was. I just, I, <laughs> that never stinkor, the stinkor appearance really messed it up for you. Uh-oh. Podman Ron out. Are you, you guys still there? I'm here. No, oh, okay. Podman Ron yeah. tapped out. Oh, there he is. The reason I watched it this time was uh, something to watch on Netflix. There's nothing else to watch on Netflix. And I uh, thought I'd give it a try to see if I liked it. And, uh, and Kevin Smith did it. And I always try to watch it. Kevin Smith does. But, and nothing, no slight against Kevin Smith. I'm just not into these characters. So I just, yeah, it just didn't, didn't, didn't resonate with you. If. I will tell you a show. I mean, Voltron would probably be more up your alley. It's got robots. It's a giant fucking robot. Well, uh, you know, I'll give it a shot too. So, <laughs> I think Voltron was very, very good. I mean, it was nominated for Emmys and stuff. So yeah, it was. Yeah, just like think, Don Cheadle. I think. That, that's, that's I think that I think <laughs> the true test of the show, whether you should watch it or not, 
will be how those last five episodes turn out. Because I don't think you can, based on what I've seen, I don't think a true judgment on it can be made just by the five episodes that we've gotten. Like it, because it's not a complete show. It's like judging Loki after the first three episodes. Like after episode three, I thought the show was going to fucking suck, but it really picked up after the in the back half. Same with this. I didn't love the first five, but I'm interested enough to see the last five, and I think there's enough here that the last five could be really good. I mean, we end on a pretty cool cliffhanger and a pretty cool design for a master of the universe Skeletor, which is pretty fucking cool. Even yeah. I don't even, even though I don't give a fuck. And I was right. like, that's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> so you basically yeah. you, you end on Skeletor. To set it up, uh, Prince Adam is in Valhalla. Like he earned like, you know, his, his eternity for like the sacrifices he made. And he gives it up to come back and help Tila and everybody save Eternia. And so they, they forge, they are able to reforge the sword into one. And he's about to like say, you know, I have the power, and he gets like stabbed. Uh, and you realize Skeletor, because he came back, Skeletor was there too. He had hid himself in, in like in uh, Evelyn's scepter or something. Uh, but when the magic started to regenerate, like he came back too, and so he stabs Prince Adam before he could finish saying, you know, uh, by the power of Grey Skull, I have the power, and takes the sword and he says it. So the first time ever, Skeletor's got to say it. And now he's infused with the power of, of Grayskull, and he's like Skella God now. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So He-Man's... What's funny is they tell He-Man, or Prince Adam, they're like, if you go back, you've earned your reward. Like, in, it's... it's uh, I forget what Paternia. It's basically, it's basically Valhalla, right? And so they're like, if you, if you return, there's no guarantee you'll make it back here. And he comes back anyway to try and save the world and help his friends. And then he gets like, he gets killed again, or he perceived to be killed. At, uh, maybe at he the, does, maybe he does it. So, uh, in the, well, I, all right. So, you know what? You've convinced me. I'm going to watch the last five minutes of the episode number five. I watched <laughs> the last five minutes of the first episode. I'm going to watch that. You know what? You sold me. You got it. You got well, it, Kevin Smith. I think this show. I think now I like this show more that I that the bunch of pissy fanboys hate it. Ah, well, there you <laughs> just go. Just thinking about it. it's just I, it's the same thing with the Last Jedi. It really is, Brian. That's a great way to put it. I mean, even the way that the directors and writers are acting because Ryan Johnson will always stand by that movie, and he shits on every fan who tries to come at him for it. Uh, Kevin Smith's kind of doing the same shit, and it, they do have the same thing where it does feel like they kind of piss on the main character but i think this show more than last jedi can actually redeem itself because kevin smith really seems like he doesn't want to just make his mark on this universe he wants to really respect it too and really try to honestly probably put in his best character driven stuff today and this isn't bad like really it's not bad are there any dick and fart jokes in it Nope, no, no dick does, and Orko joke. doesn't say anything like, uh, oh, how about a blowjob? No, or nothing. But he, is, he, is, he is annoying until I started to care about him and whatever. But, Brad, 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 on the third episode, he lights up a joint and gets stoned. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I expect, I can't believe Adam's gone. <laughs> Here you go, Cringer. Oh, I'm so fucking high, man. I'm scared of everything. <laughs> 
Oh. I would watch that. I think I would watch that. All right. Uh, so we'll wait and see for the end of the year, see if Masters of the Universe redeems itself. Uh, the other TV uh, series that came back, season two, Ted Lasso. Did anybody watch Ted Lasso? Uh-oh. I watched Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Podman Ron? No. Fuck you. <laughs> you know Fuck what, Podman Ron? Ron? We should have just caught, we should have not even shown up for this episode tonight. <laughs> This should have totally been Brian and Alex, if Alex would stay in the fucking car. Um, but, uh, no, I didn't watch it either. I mean, I like it. Oh, I intend on. to, but I'm in no hurry. Well, uh, you can wait. Like, and that was the biggest thing. Is like I forgot. I, like, I watched it, and I'm like, all right, I'm just watching the next one. I'm like, oh, shit, it comes out weekly. Oh, uh, does it? Okay. But it's a really good episode. It's, 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 it's good, but did you get the feeling they were trying too hard with uh, some of the like puns and stuff? Some of the, in the, the first episode? homespun no, humor? I, I thought that, and then knowing I me, thought I, I thought the exact thing, and then I went and watched the, the first eight episodes again, and it's pretty much the same show. <laughs> like, I think we just forgot how many puns there were. Yeah, no, there was one when, when they're in the office and the girl talk stuff. That was a little cringy. And then there was uh, there was another one, like an analogy he gave that was kind of like, I was like oh, you're really kind of stretching for this one. It, it the is- first the first episode doesn't really hook. This first episode two doesn't have like a a cliffhanger hook to like really set you in for what we're doing this season. There's not really a clear goal. It's still the same one as last season, pretty much of them being relegated and trying to get back in and play. Right. It's pretty much just we're back with these characters. Let's see what they're doing. And it's really just set up uh, for the majority of it. And well, it's, it's, the threat, it's the threat of the therapist. Yeah. And what yeah. she's doing with the team. And she doesn't, you know, she's not buying any of the Ted Lasso. Yeah. They know. introduced a sports therapist. Uh, uh, and so it kind of puts, you know, the whole lasso-ism at, like, kind of, yeah. it kind of, like, increases the tension there. Because Ted's whole thing is that he's just this inspirational He's so good at like making connections, and that someone's coming in and kind of taking that role for him. Ah. Um, and kind she, of she with has him. no time for his, you know, his yeah. jewelry. Yeah. All right. So well, it's I'll a solid start. We'll, we'll see. Well, how many episodes are there? Eight or ten? No, I think it's twelve again. Or what was the first season? Was the first season ten or twelve? First season was ten, but I think this season's only eight because there's only yeah, I think it's only eight this season. It lasts until like October. Yeah, so, yeah, it's Ted Lasso. If you like Ted Lasso, you should watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'll give Ted Lasso. Well, the reviews we'll for the season are great. I mean, everyone's saying it's just as good, if not better, than season two, because press got all eight episodes right off the bat, so. Mm-hmm. Well, there you yeah. go. So right. Let's see what happens. I, I will. I will watch the last five minutes of the last episode of uh, Masters of the Universe, and I will watch Ted Lasso probably after all f- whatever episodes drop. I'm in no hurry to yeah. watch them. It's so, a, it's a yeah. pretty. I wish they would drop two a week. I think two a week would be better because this for eight weeks is going to be like, oh my god, uh, that's a little long for yeah. Ted Lasso. All right. Well, from. Uh, Ted Lasso, you know, I, I do, Podman Ron, if you're still with us, I think I still see, see you on screen here. Uh, I want to get through all this nonsense about these movies and TV shows that you haven't watched. <laughs> and I do want to, I want to play a little game with you to wake you up. Okay. It's a little game I like to call Bosch or Joe. Are you ready, oh, Podman Ron? All right, let's do it. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. Who could it be? It's Bosch. It's Joe. 
All right. There's a cop at the door. Who could it be? Is it Bosch? Is it Joe? Open up and see. Okay, so Podman Ron, I'm going to play two audio clips. I want you to tell me if number one is Bosch or Joe, or num- and number two is Bosch or Joe, okay? You okay. ready? Let's do it. Four women, two men, two blacks, two whites, one Asian, one Latino. Not a West Side bleeding heart liberal cop lover among them. Oh, shit. That's no, it's, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> so it goes. Real fun starts on Monday. All right, so that was clip number one. Clip number two. No, I'm not going to give you a lecture. I don't have the time. I'm just going to lay it out for you straight. Now, you listen to me. You chippy around with marijuana long enough, and you're going to buy yourself a lot of grief. After a while, marijuana won't be enough. You'll start looking for a bigger kick, and then a bigger one after that. And all of this is going to go down the tubes. Your job, your house, car, family, everything. We've seen it happen before, and not just to the neurotics and psychotics that wife of yours talks about, but to nice, clean-cut kids from good families with good educations. All right, it's time for the to find out who was that door number one. Was that Bosch or Joe? Fun fact: He was high saying the second clip. Well, you know, if if it wasn't the the second one was so you know grounded in the sixties, I would I would have a little bit more trouble. Tough call, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that first one was Bosch, just no. because I knew the second one was Joe Friday. <laughs> All right, well, marijuana was very, very, you know, stringent. So, all right, well, you win. Segment. Don't they sound alike? I mean, they do. They it was tough when I was going through audio clips of them. It was tough. Uh, I was getting myself confused of which one was <laughs> Bosch or Joe. Uh, well, I did learn something though, uh, since we're now into the Bosch segment of the show. Uh, oh, God. You didn't. No one told me. People said his name was Harry <laughs> Bosch. No one said his name is Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah, Hieronymus Bosch. Who? Hieronym. Yeah, that's Hieronym. his. That's his Hieronymus? name. Yes. Hieronymus. Yes. Hieronymus. What the? What the? Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, who is uh, a famous artist, artist. of uh, yeah. whatever sixteenth uh, century something like that? I don't know what century. So, so now Bosch. Bosch so, trivia hour. Wait, hold hold on. What, what was that, Alex? Segment is just trivia hour. Bosch edition. Yes, this is the trivia hour. By uh, yeah, Podman Ryan. That, that's a famous art of the uh, Whoa, Garden of God. Earthly Delights. A fantastic uh, piece of artwork uh, from Hieronymus Bosch. So uh, I w- no. now I'm curious. I want to watch the show and see if there's some Isn't sort of also- weird tie in there. Is that is that the isn't it like a purgatory? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff like people shitting out eggs and babies falling out of the eggs and stuff like I don't know. It's kind of a very weird artwork. Uh, so maybe there's something subliminal happening on Bosch that, I, that I'm interested in now. So there you, uh, go. you need to start watching it. Man. I guess so. Oh, and, uh, next time you pull a clip, Joe Friday, don't make it. You know, so. Uh, you know, day in. I'll try not to. I, I found yeah. one. Uh, we'll, we'll, next week we'll play another one. We'll we'll uh, we'll see if yeah. you can get next. Bosch is actually pro legalization. That's that's a fun fact for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's that's probably it. Bosch ain't pro legalization. <laughs> All right. Well, from <laughs> from the Garden of Earthly Delights to what you're looking at. <laughs> what you looking at? Oh. Podman Ron, what you looking at nowadays? 
You know what? I have uh, I have started and completed Whoa. all three seasons of Yellowstone. Well, well, no wonder you got no time for Snake Eyes and Man, Masters of the Universe. If you watch three seasons of something. You know what? Everybody kept saying, you know, watch Yellowstone, watch Yellowstone. And uh, I took them up on. I, uh, I watched it, and it's a great show, I got to say. It's a very good show. Uh, Ken Costner just is uh, does a excellent job he's fantastic in the show um there's some of the side characters some of the uh, supporting actors who oh their acting's a little bit off but but for the most part the show is show is fantastic it's like a modern day dallas but you know a little bit more less soap opera well as as i was uh you know trying to find clips of and everything i was wondering if we might need a new segment called is it bosch joe or yellowstone ranching is only business where the goal is to break even survive another season i don't regret one cent i've committed it's the one i'm about to commit that worries me everyone's forgotten who runs this valley just tell me you to fight everyone I mean, it sounds like Yellowstone, who I don't know if that's the character's name or not, but that's what I'm calling him. It feels like Yellowstone <laughs> is full of one-liners as well, like, ranching life is hard. Just like, you don't do drugs. Well, that's what he, I mean, that's what he sounds like. I mean, he's just no, he's just a ranch hand who, uh, oh, not a ranch hand, but he's a ranch owner who owns, like, the biggest ranch in Montana. And, you know, the government, everybody's trying to take his land. Fucking Other, government. You know, the Indians, the Indians are trying to take it. The fucking Indians. Um, the you know developers are trying to take it to develop property. I mean, to develop houses, and then when he puts a stop on that, then another set of developers try to come in and take it. And now this season, season, it's you know the government's trying to take it for to build an airport, and you know <laughs> Montana airport. <laughs> well, you know it's it's interesting, and it's kind of in the way they're doing, you know, kind of. Shows, you know, eminent domain and how, you know, a government can come in and, you know, tax you right out of your land. You, you know, you, uh, if you own a lot, you, you don't, um, same pay your property tax, they'll just take the land and, or they'll eminent domain it if they determine that, you know, the land could be used for, uh, better, the, the economy of the uh, local uh, town or whatever. But anyway, I mean, it's a really yeah, good and show. And with eminent right. domain, they don't pay you like market price. Right, like, right. They just, they just pay you. Uh, they, there's a calculation, but it's it's nowhere near what market price would be. Right. So we, uh, that was pretty much what this third season was because – you know, you've got this group, this uh, developer who wants to, you know, build an airport, or airport, and uh, that way he can get people to come to into the ski resorts in Montana, and it's closer <clears throat> where uh, this this uh, Kevin Costner, who's uh, Jim Dutton is his name, um, where his land is. He owns I, I forget it's like fifty thousand acres. It's an un, un realistic amount of land that he owns and uh and he made a promise to his dad that he would never sell it but now he's in this this little position where you know they've offered him a half a billion dollars to take Ooh, hard you to, know hard to turn that sell the down. land or like his kid said dad if you don't sell it 
you know, they're just going to, like Brian said, pay, pay uh, pennies on the dollar for the land and just claim it themselves and, you know, you're done. So that's pretty much how this third season ended. And uh, it's it's a great show. I mean, you know, and there's other, you know, things going on besides that. You know, there's side, you know, side characters with the ranch hand, stuff like that, that, you know, that have their own little storylines going on. So uh, they're only... Ten episodes each season. There's three seasons so far on the Peacock Network. If you get the Peacock Network, all right. It's a it, it's a great show. It's really it's it's a fantastic show. So and you're, are I you watching this? Are you watching this with Gengi as well? No, I just watched it. This is not so, Gengi Vision. Okay, uh, all this right. is the main Gengi is still the boss. Uh, There's not enough fellatio so. for Gengi. No, <laughs> Gengi. Gengi likes her prison rapes. So, oh, that's know. right. That's right. Hearing PMR describe this, I just had an epiphany. I would like to see like a modern take uh, in a Breaking Bad sort of vein of the Dukes of Hazard. Just oh, like that was... Dukes. Just Dukes. I, was, Ryan, I thought you were going to go with man. the Hillbillies. I don't think that would like a hard edge Dukes of Hazard. I don't think that would work really well. Justified and Breaking Bad. Let's just call it Dukes. I know what you're saying. I'm gonna ask a couple questions. Hold on a minute. Kind of like when they when they did the Brady Bunch and they called it the Brady's. The Brady's, the the Dukes. Yep. Everybody was in Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Everybody's in alcohol. Two questions. Uh, First off, who would watch it? <laughs> Two people so far. Me and TMR okay. would watch it. Damn right, I'd watch it. Second, second off, right off, year, I think we should write this. Second off, what year are we in? <laughs> no no better year, no we better time. We, we do remember that the General Lee is both named the General Lee and as well, a we can make them flag. racist this time around. <laughs> oh, full, yeah, full two modern racist, day racist you know? Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Now I'm sold. <laughs> you can call, they can they can drive to Frederick Douglass. She's yeah. they can have a big <laughs> Frederick Douglass. That could be their that could be their all right. Well hey, you know, oh, Yellow <laughs> Yellowstone sounds fantastic. Montana sounds like a fantastic place Jesus. to live. I would I would give Yellowstone a five out of five. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's uh, it's very quick. Like I said, ten episodes a season. Uh, so far, the second season was the best, in my opinion. Uh, they really haven't announced when the fourth season's coming out. It's already been shot. They, they, they. Everybody thought it was going to be released uh, Father's Day because that's when the other three seasons were released. But it, Father's Day came this year, and nothing got released. So. Uh, now the rumor is sometime in the fall. So I guess COVID kind of delayed shooting and all that good stuff. So catch up, catch up on Yellowstone. Uh, Kevin, it's probably some of Kevin Costner's best work. Wow. I mean, he's really good. You mean it. Robin Hood isn't his best work? No. Hey, don't get, don't shit on Kevin Costner, man. Untouchables is his best work. So don't shit on that. Hey, Alex, have you watched The Untouchables? No. I have not. He's got to watch Adaptation <laughs> yet. Or Untouchables and Bull Durham. I've been busy. I'll tell you what. There's there's kind of like a a trilogy sort of, right? Like the Untouchables is like must-see. 
Tombstone, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's right there in there with that like mid nineties sort of uh you gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah, but what's what's the third one though? I don't understand. Well, Robin no. Hood. Robin Hood. No, no. not Robin Hood. Old Durham was good. You gotta say, Old Durham was. Good. Yeah, but it, where I uh, where I think, and it's funny you say that, Brian, because I put Tombstone and Untouchables in the same category of uh, almost like fan fiction history, to where yeah, it's based on history, but there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, things that probably are not historically yeah, yeah, yeah. accurate. Untouchables is nowhere near what happened. Right, but it's still a good movie. You know, it doesn't take it away from the movie. You know. Kind of like Young Guns. Kind of like Young Guns, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take away from Young Guns too. Never. In a blaze of glory. No, there you go. Anyway, that's my that's my review. If you haven't checked it out, Yellowstone, check it out. That's, All right, uh, that sounds promising. Good, good show. Good show. No, no, Brad. I, I saw on the rundown that y- you. Got a little scared this 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 last yeah, week. Yeah, we'll go ahead and head on over to Fear Street. Shady side. A history of horror has earned it the nickname Killer Capital USA. What's happening, guys? These massacres happen in Shady Yeah, so I I got curious. I I've I kind of mostly watched all three of the Fear Street movies. That's why I've been busy. No time for Masters of the Universe on Netflix. Uh, Alex, have you watched any of them? I'm masturbating. No, I, 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 what the fuck? That was the weirdest. That was a strange transition. I'm so uncomfortable. Um, no, I, I've heard, like, a lot of girls I know watch these movies. Yeah, me and a lot of girls watch the movies. Yeah, that's cool. I like to put my arm around them when they get scared, Alex. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't, but I, I haven't watched them. They look like really stupid, like, well, if they if, if you didn't know that they were written by R.L. Stein, you would say this is an R.L. Stein movie, isn't it? I mean, it's so would, like I've seen the Goosebump movies with my kid, yeah, uh, and this plays out just like a Goosebumps movie, except for there's a lot more blood and sex and drugs in it. But other than that, it's a Goosebumps. I will, I will say I've been listening to R.L. Stein teach me how to write on, yeah. uh, on master the, class, uh, master class, excellent, and. Uh, he looks like a giant toad, but yeah, yeah. But he's an interesting guy. I mean, he you know he knows his shit. No, there you go. Well, maybe you'll enjoy some of his writing stylings. Uh, uh, now, the the reason that I wanted to watch it because I love first I love a good horror movie, which this not necessarily was. Uh, but they have it at three different <laughs> you know times in the you know the yeah. first one takes place in the nineties or the eighties, and then it goes back into the sixteen hundreds. Are they, conne- and are stuff they connected, like that. Brad? They're all connected. It's basically Scream meets It meets Stranger Things, maybe. Okay. Uh, so I think it has elements of all of those. It's, again, it's it's uh, okay. No, none of it necessarily makes sense, and uh, you know, most for the most part, you don't know anybody that's in it, other than uh, the redheaded chick playing a redheaded chick in uh, uh, Stranger Things. Whoever that that girl was, she's in this. Yeah, Max. Max. Um, but yeah. So again, if you've got six hours to waste while you're instead of being in meetings or something like that, and you want to have it going on in the background, and you can mute it and just kind of watch it and follow along, I would say go ahead and do that with these uh, trilogy of movies. It, um, yeah, I, I did read that. I think Netflix was trying to start a you know like a horror MCU, a horror universe type stuff. I don't think this is it, but maybe it is. 
Uh, but I thought that might be kind of a fun thing to do if you kind of establish some characters like Jason and and Michael Myers and all of these types and Freddy and had them all in the same universe or something like that. Like, okay, yeah, again, it would be completely 80s slasher stupid type stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I'd sign up for that. So, anyway, Fear Street, have it on in the background and just watch it for the kills. A couple of good kills, but that's about it. Hmm. I've been wanting to watch it. I've, I've seen it advertised. and uh, They push so, it on you. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, all over Netflix. But like I said earlier, I, I've been wanting to, you know, a reason to keep my Netflix a little bit longer because <laughs> there's nothing else. I've been just kind of waiting for Cobra Kai to come on. but yep. So I'm, I'll, I'll give Fear Street a, a yeah. chance. And, and Voltron. And Voltron. And Voltron. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. I'll, I'll watch Voltron. All right. So. Well, there you go. That's it for me. Alex, anything uh, else with you? Oh, I did have a What You Looking At. Um, I just forgot to add to the rundowns. I watched Hacks on oh, HBO okay. Max. How was that? Um, well, it's it's pretty. I'd say it's actually really good. Um, it's basically about a kind of kind of like a washed out comedian um, whose material's a little stale. Who comes into contact based off their similar their same agent uh with a writer like a young and upcoming writer who got fired for an offensive tweet and it's just basically the the hijinks of these polar opposite characters who you come to learn are more similar than they'd like to be and you know all that it's a cute story but there's really good performances in it um everybody loves uh, gene smart yeah, there's some. It's really strong in the performance category, and every episode, it, it you care about these characters more and more, and it's more fascinating because their flaws also become more and more evident with the characters. It's not like they go on this massive redemption path; they suck a lot of the time. Like they're just kind of shitty people to both of them. But it's it's nice to see two shitty people find some reconciliation in the in the aims of each other. Uh, it's really it's a really smart show, um, just with really fun and good characters. It's it, it, it's like one you'd think it's like a cringy woke show, and like after the first episode, but really they they use that to their strength in the same way of like um, I'd say like El Camino uses that kind of that kind of off the grid kind of kind of humor uh, that sort of offensive humor to its strength. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really good. I, I would right. definitely check it out. It's I one of the better things out. I've seen that are new on HBO Max. Um, Is it a TV show? Yeah, it's a TV show. It's like eight episodes or ten episodes. Um, and I pitched it all in one night. Because no, I what's it about? Really I'm good. sorry. I did it. It's, oh my God. it's an you old just... comedian and uh, a young PR person. Or some writer. writer, she's a writer who tries to get her career back on track, and they have zany oh. adventures, and they learn they're not so different. Yeah. Is that okay? But it's, Alex? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty bare bones. <laughs> Just, but yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. I think it, I think it may have gotten nominated for some Emmys. Yeah, but I'm not sure. But yeah, they're not really Don Cheadle out. <laughs> nope. Uh, but yeah, I definitely say give it a give it a shot because I really enjoyed it, um, and right. I binged it in one night. Because I thought it was so good, so oh, I'll have to watch it. I give it a five out of five. Wow! Wow! Yes. <laughs> wow! I can't Royce. believe Royce. I almost forgot about that. Five out of five. Yeah, five, five out of five. 
Watch it. Very All right. Good. Well, very good. What do we got coming up here? We got a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, Suicide Squad's right around the corner. It's oh, right God. around the corner. I did. I have a what you're looking at, too. I saw pause. I put on the rundown. That's quick, though. Uh, DC has started this week, started launching all those new titles. All that stuff that was kind of teased in first quarter when we weren't getting a, a universe reboot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's all started to hit now. So this week we had uh, Blue and Gold, uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle uh, hit. You had uh, the Shazam miniseries and uh, Superman and the Authority hit. Uh, plus Justice League had a big sort of, but Justice League and Nightwing have both had a big twist in the same month. That's the exact same twist. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I've been reading the DC Universe stuff. Essentially, uh, uh, Superman and the Authority, none of the Authority appear. It's all Superman and Manchester Black. Uh, right. it's only four issues. So considering it's called Superman and the Authority and none of the Authority appear, okay. They better hurry up and get there. But it's no, Grant Morrison. It's Grant Morrison too. So Grant Morrison, you got to remember, like uh, he just came off a three-year run of Green Lantern, um, and when he sat with uh, Didio, he said, "I don't want to write a book. I don't want to write the book." He goes, "But they should do this, and they should do that, and they should do this." And then Didio said, "By the end of the conversation, he was writing the book. He had written like the first like eight, eight issues." So. Uh, and then, so he went on, he wrote 12 issues of Green Lantern, then 12 issues of Dark Stars, and then another 12 issues of Green Lantern. So uh, the fact that Superman and the Authority is only four issues is probably not that big a deal. It's probably just they don't want to put it on a regular monthly calendar. Um, but yeah, first issue focuses on Manchester Black, which is a character that I, I love, and, and Superman. Uh, uh, Shazam, the new Shazam book is out. It focuses on... And what's interesting there is uh, Billy is in the Teen Titans. He's in that Titans book. Um, and so so it's actually it's very X-Men-esque, right? So he's there. He's in you know, the stuff that's happening in the Teen Titans book. He's still a part of. It's kind of happening in the background. Those characters are, are in his book. It's not just Billy and, and, and um, Mary and all that stuff. And then uh, uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are back. Very good book, written by Dan, written and drawn by Dan Jurgens. No, it's written by Dan Jurgens, drawn by Ryan Soup, who's, who's a great artist. Uh, and then there's Justice League and Nightwing. Nightwing's been fantastic. Uh, we were introduced like to um, uh, what's her name, uh, Melinda Zuko, who's Tony Zuko's daughter, and she's uh, taken over. She's now the mayor of Bloodhaven. She. Uh, she kill, She uses block, blockbuster kills somebody and appoints her the new mayor. She's she's hooked into the mafia, and it's Tony Zuko's daughter, who Tony Zuko is the one that killed, uh, you know, Nightwing's parents. Oh. Well, last month you realize like uh, Nightwing goes to confront her, and then you find out that she's actually he loves uh, her. No, his sister. His sister. Oh what? my God! Really? His sister. Oh my so, it's it's a bad bang uh, hey, our mom hey, or something. Yeah. Don't don't knock. Are it. you it's serious? Is great. that why? Is that why he got killed? Yes. Oh shit! So, it's a good book, though. <laughs> yes, Tom Taylor. It's a good book. But so essentially, what happens it's, is it's really good. What what happens is um, Zuko had this like um, mail order bride, and. Uh, 
she was trying to get away from him, trying to get away from him, and she they went to the circus and she escaped. And um, Dick Grayson's dad boned her. Well, eventually, yeah. John Grayson basically <laughs> they helped her hide, but it's before John Grayson married. Uh, what's she Martha, married? Martha Martha Grayson? Yeah, is Martha it Martha? Grayson. Yes. So how many Marthas you got to have in the DC universe? Um, but uh, so before they got together, they were both aerialists, but they worked together. And she she ran away with them to the circus, and they uh, they hooked up. And then she uh, Zuko came back around, and she fled again. And then John Grayson and Martha Grayson got together and had dick. So what's wild about this is she's, yeah, there was she's, some dick to be had. Yeah, she's she's uh, Nightwing's older sister. Ooh. Which is which is interesting, but that's not like the dynamic you get out of the book is that that she's got to be like a couple of years older than than Nightwing. But um, uh, yeah, so that's that's the twist in Nightwing that's going on. The twist, the twist. in Justice League. Now that you you think editorial would say, hey, you know, uh, Brian <laughs> Michael Bendis, uh, Tom Taylor's doing the same thing. Um, so that was last month in 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 Nightwing. This month in Justice League. The story's been revolving around uh, Checkmate and uh, like some global threats to Justice League, Justice League, but it's going to end up being the whole Checkmate thing and Leviathan and and uh, you know Manhunter running Leviathan. But uh, essentially, uh, uh, Black Canary and Green uh, Arrow uh, run into this agent of Checkmate. Um, who is uh, Lois Lane's brother? Mm. Wow, so a lot of boning going on in the DC universe. Wait, you you cut out? Who is it? You find out that Lois Lane has a brother that they've never oh, introduced shit. before. So you've got Nightwing's sister and Lois Lane's brother. And I'm like, can y'all not have, like spread this out a bit? <laughs> like, good so, lord. But yeah, so Lois Lane has a brother, and he's an agent of Checkmate. Um. And they haven't, I mean, it's Sam Lane's son. You don't know if it's Sam Lane with Lois's mother or something he did out of wedlock. You don't know. But, but yeah, so uh, essentially I feel like this character is, they're saying, they're going back to when uh, great, when Dick Grayson was like that agent of Spiral, you know, and they kind of did that. I get the feel like that's what this is trying to be. Is there, hmm. Cause he, he looks just like Nightwing. So, but yeah, hmm. so. What's going on in DC? Well, it sounds like a lot, man. Oh, oh, and the biggest news of all, uh, in Flash, Wally West is now the central Flash in the Flash comic book and in the Flash universe. He is, he is That's what indeed. Alex was telling me about, about that. Yep, <laughs> he's back, baby, in his in the, in the golden in the golden red. Yep, golden red. red the full That's also. That book is amazing. Oh, my full, God. Yeah, full cow. Linda's there. The kids are there. It's full-on. Wally West is the Flash, and Barry's in the background. Well, who was it? I mean, me and Alex was talking about this. And I don't know who it was that told me, but it's like someone had said that people that are writing the books now are, were the people that were growing up during the time of the uh, Wally West <laughs> time. So yeah. that's, why, well, well, that's, that's why Wally West is back. Kind of like the... You know, the only reason Barry Allen returned is because the, you know, the people uh, who grew up during the Barry Allen stuff 
was starting to write the books now. So, well, and Connor Hawk appeared recent is now in the <laughs> Robin book that's out. That's what yeah. I heard. I, I, and, I, I always liked Connor Hawk. I, he was a pussy, but I I thought he was kind of a interesting character, though. I mean, he was, you know, I thought he was a cool character. And then you, uh, well, and what I'm hoping, like crossing my fingers for, is that we get Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Yeah, I, I would like that too. I, I wish I wish we would go back to the the '90s stuff where everybody kind of you had these legacy characters and you had them carry on the mantle, and you had the other characters just take a step back. You know, you could still have them. You, they could still be mentors. They could still be you know supporting characters in the book or have their own book. But and that's what's happening with apparently Barry's going to be in the the uh, Infinite Frontier book. Yeah. Um, and, and so he'll be a supporting character in uh, uh, The Flash. Because Barry Flash. is still a boring character. I mean, Barry <laughs> has never been an interesting character. And, you know, it just Wally was a much more interesting character. So, so there you have it. All right. Voila. Well, All Brian, right. Uh, y'all want to... I've seen uh, Brian's been updating our Instagram. Uh, if you want to advertise our Instagram a little bit, yeah, make our email address for any uh, comments. You want to give out that information also. Our email address. We also have a email. Yelp. <laughs> we do have an email address, Brian. What is it? Just check us out on MySpace. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the Pod Man on Instagram. Well, that's that's Instagram. Don't we got an email address? Uh, the Pod Man at Gmail. The Podman and Gmail. We make it easy for you. Yeah, we it's do. all the Podman, all one word. The Podman is that the is that the uh, Instagram account too? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how do you get it out? You got to say everything twice to lock it in with PMR. You do you just to make sure. Got to lock it in, man. In our MySpace page, what's that? That's the Podman at MySpace. <laughs> Podman at MySpace. All right. In <laughs> uh, Google Teams, do we got a Google Teams page? Yep, you can you can join the fun on Google Teams. Just dial us up on uh, the the Pod Minute Google Teams. <laughs> and How many times a, are we going to repeat this joke? Oh, did, did we ever do the Google Circle? <laughs> What's that? Circle? The Google Circle? Wasn't that we never thing? did the Google Circle jerk. I don't think. <laughs> but that that was a platform that never just took off, did it? I don't think it did. No. Neither did Google Plus. It's okay. Yeah, Google's tried. They've tried. Google, Google, yeah, Google everything. All right. Well, very good. Yes, Brian has been uh, <laughs> uh, working as a social media director, posting all kinds of great comments. Maybe you can put post some uh, he man, he man, he man, and, and snake eye scores and stuff like that on our Brian. And uh, you know, you've you've drum up a lot of new followers. Uh, we just got to convert them to listeners. Is all. That's all. Yeah, we went from uh, we we almost uh, we've gone up sixty percent in listeners. All right, nice. We'll take that. All right, yeah. So, and if a, if a two hour episode about GI Joe and Masters of the Universe doesn't do it for them, I don't know what we can do next. Well, we're getting, we're getting the Bosch people in. <laughs> yeah, we are totally drafting. We're getting Bosch. the Bosch family yeah. in, and that's huge. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off of here and write some boss fan fiction here in a little bit. <laughs> I can't wait to <laughs> sink my teeth into a little bit of boss. <laughs> well, uh, somebody walks up and knocks Dazing. his teeth out, walks away. Dazing with boss. All right, well, <laughs> boss fan fiction. All right, so next week, what do we have, Brian? We have a we have our uh, we've got to watch our movie uh, underwater or whatever, whatever it's yeah. called on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, it's not there. I just looked. Oh, it isn't? It is not. St- fucking spin that wheel. All right, let's spin that wheel again. Thanks for, for mentioning that. It's good to know. Ooh, all right. Well, this is a good one on Amazon Prime. Uh, I believe this was your choice, uh, uh, Brian. And uh, you know what? I ain't going to get bat- mad about uh, Aunt May being a stripper. That's right, folks. We're going to go. We're going to take this one down to the mat. We're going to go wrestling. The Wrestler on Amazon Prime. All right. I'm down. Is that the one where the person gets our neck broke at the end? Yep. Yep. Thanks for the spoiler. Yeah, don't don't worry about the spoiler. It's a billion dollar baby, Alex. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, well, thanks for that spoiler, too. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) wrestling. We're all about wrestling next week. Do we have any new TV shows or movies next week? Or are we just waiting for Suicide Squad the week after, right? You got uh, Thursday Transformers Kingdom launches on Netflix. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you you two can watch that one. Brian and Alex will watch that. <laughs> I'm just 80s, 80s cartoon now. Yeah. I'll be uh, watching more Bosch because the gang will be with me. So Okay. Uh, I'll have some more Bosch updates. So. Thank God. All right. Well, I, I, I missed it this week. <laughs> the and in, in a couple of weeks, there I, I got a new show I'm going to be watching with Gangi, but I'm not going to say what it is Ooh. yet. I don't want anybody to spoil it. No, so, no, definitely not. Um, All right. So, well, I've, I've, got a, I've got a new show that I'll be I'll finish everything on on Amazon. I think so. And oh. I'm going to watch that movie Brad keeps telling me to watch. Yeah, adaptation. And Alex, once you after you finish that, you got to really focus. Though I want you to try to dig into Synecdoche, New York. After okay. that, written is Charlie Kaufman as well. This oh, one's wow. a little bit more divisive, though. It, it gets out there, but it's all about the creative process and writing and stuff like what that. What about you know? What about being John Malkovich? Have you watched that? Alex? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've seen being John Malkovich. That's right, like right. in my top ten. I all love right. that book. Yeah. All right. We we, we need um, you to do a retrospective amazing. after all of this is over with, Alex. I I would love Alex for you to watch LA Confidential. Yeah. Oh, that's a good I movie. Have, I, all right. All right. I think we're almost losing Alex there. We lost the signal. All right. Well, more Bosch, more surprises. But until next time, Brian. Save it for the podcast. <laughs>